Chunk already got to the police. Maybe Chunk is dead. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Oceans of time to find. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Oh my god. What happened to your eyes? Where we're going. We won't need eyes to see. Now, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Enough of that. Fuzzy, are there rocks ahead? If they are, they'll be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? What do you mean? That's my trademark. All right, well, I hit record, so you better be ready. Oh. Hey, man. Hey, man. This is, like, you all right? (laughs) So, welcome to the watch pile. Holy shit. (laughs) We're back after a fucking three months we're not hiatus. dead here's what, so like here's what happened i guess so we did uh we did an episode like right around christmas time and we promptly lost it yeah somehow in the process of swapping around flashcards from um the recorder that i used to record my other podcast i somehow lost it i don't know where it wandered off to and so there's ne- we are now an official podcast because we have an actual lost episode. Right, yeah. Maybe someday we will go back and we will record that episode again. But that episode was on The Big Lebowski. Yeah, and I think that's good because it'll... It might... Um, what do you call it? It might prove my theory that like you watching it just once isn't enough. That you need to watch it a million times. That's a... Well, for me, it's the power of three. So it, <laughs> the you power want, of three will the, set you free. First time I Speaking saw it, of goddamn nineties. <laughs> yeah, first time I saw it, I hated it. Second time, I I was like, all right, this isn't so bad. And then mm-hmm. third time, it became like my favorite movie. So, okay. all right, I was kind of holding off on this movie because I love this movie, and I wasn't sure if you would like this movie, and um, I didn't want you to ruin it for me because I kind of really have super beer goggles on when I watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And um, then um, the unfortunate passing of Luke Perry happened. Yeah. And um, he was definitely part of my crushes when I was in, in you know, in the 90s, in my teens, yeah. teens and teens. And uh, it was always, you know, was are you part of Luke Perry's crew or are you on the Jason Priestley crew? Oh, and yeah, was, right. I, Dude, Jason Priestley was way too wholesome for me. I was all about Luke Perry. <laughs> he's, he was, he's too... Dylan um, McKay with his motorcycle and his fast car, man. I was all about that. It, it, yeah, Jason Priestley was always a little, like, he, he was a little, like, out of focus when um, Luke Perry was very, you know, sharp, you know? <laughs> well, you had those... Cool you, you, you had those light, you know, those super blue eyes that Jason Priestley right, had. Right, a little know? creepy. And, yeah, like like they were too blue to be real, like yeah. kind of that kind of kind of thing. But he was just his character was just too wholesome, and it, the Dylan McKay character on Nine Hundred Two One Zero was just way more my style. See, I never really watched Nine Hundred Two One Zero. The only the only one I can remember, I was watching it with my brother once because we had nothing better to do, and I think Dylan and Brandon were like. You know, one of them went up into the into the hills mm-hmm. to like 
mope and brood and the other one came to be like hey man what's going on and like let's 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 talk it out or whatever and like one thing led to another and like all of a sudden like one of them is dangling off of a cliff and like his his sneaker <laughs> falls off and goes down into the ravine and, uh, and like we're laughing our butts off i'm like oh you lost your shoe so it was like I, early mystery science theater I for me. Do not remember that episode. Very uh, vague. Very very vague. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> all right. So, um, did we even say the name of the movie that we're gonna do today? I don't know, but we're gonna watch <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, came out in 1992, rated PG-13. I don't know how the hell this movie is rated PG-13. Like, what, maybe because there's sexual references? What, are you thinking PG versus P, versus R here? No, I'm thinking the fact that this is a really, really soft PG-13. And the only thing I can think of is that the reason it's not PG is because there's blood and no, teens yeah, that's, possibly that's having it. sex. There's, there's, there's blood. I'm like, mmm. I, th- I think it's the blood. They freak out about that. Didn't we, didn't we see something the other day how... Quentin said that in um, uh, Dust Till Dawn, he's like, I mean, mm-hmm. the vampires had green blood so we wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, all the vampires had green blood so that they wouldn't get an NC-17 rating right. and they could actually come out in the theaters. That was going to happen. <laughs> um, George Clooney was in it. There's too much money involved yeah, in that for exactly, the, MP- the MPAA. Exactly. Is crooked as fuck. So, um, so this movie, came, like I said, came out in 1992. Uh, it was... Written by Joss Whedon, same guy who wrote the TV show, um, and it was directed by Fran Rubel Kuzwi, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, this is a name that's kind of funky because I remember seeing this name all over the place and could never place it, like, where I knew it from, and then I realized it's the same last name as um, the producers of... Rugrats and things like that on Nickelodeon. Oh, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Um, this, the cast for this movie is friggin' insane. Like, yeah. it, it's it's a who's who of 90s stars, I'm sure but that... it's also like, how the fuck did they get Donald Sutherland in this movie? I, I'll get into that later, <laughs> but he's a professional, and like a lot of other actors, I admire him simply for being like, it's work. Yeah, or you know, I want to do Donald Donald Sutherland impression, but he's too <laughs> nah, he's too good. Uh, so it stars Kirsty Swanson as Buffy, Donald Sutherland as Merrick, who in the TV show would have been called her Watcher. He is the person who watches for the Slayer and then trains the Slayer. Um, Rutger Hauer is Lothos, who is the King of the Vampires. Paul Rubens, yes, that Paul Rubens. Peewee. This was like his first big thing <laughs> after, after the arrest. After the yep. arrest. Yeah, it was. That's part of the reason I watched this movie. <laughs> a, I was, I, it had vampires in it, and I love vampires no matter what. But then it had Paul Rubens in it, and I was like, oh my god, I have to see, like, I have to see this. Um, he's a, he's kind of like the second in command vampire. Luke Perry plays Pike who has the exact same haircut as Spike from See, the TV show. I was going to so. I was going to get to that because once I realized what his name was, it was like Pike. Pike Spike. Spike? <laughs> <laughs> um Michelle Abrams plays Jennifer. 
Academy Award winner, yes. Hilary Swank. Academy Award winner, Hilary Swank. <laughs> plays Kimberly. Paris Vaughn plays Nikki. Uh, David Arquette plays Benny, and it does yeah. not surprise me in the For, least that David Arquette is in this movie. Former WCW world champion, David Arquette. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it, oh, mm. wrestling got real stupid for a while oh wrestling was always well Well, wrestling in the 80s was off it was awesome but yeah no the yeah monday Um, night wars randall battenkoff as jeffrey andrew lowry as andy uh who evidently has never done anything else after this yeah we're getting we're getting into like who what what uh sasha jensen as grueler uh grueler is actually one of my favorite vampires in this movie grueler he's the one that goes Raw, raw. Oh, all right. I like, I like, I like that. I like that guy. I did <laughs> I like, like that, that guy. guy. <laughs> He's always been one of my favorite guys. Once he gets turned into a vampire, so um, quick history about this movie with me. Like I said, I absolutely loved this movie when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and I can. St- when I was watching this uh, the other day for us to record about it, I was quoting the movie just as well as I did. 20 fucking years ago was probably the last time I saw it. And it's, uh, it, it's crazy the things that stick in your head. And, um, it becomes like music after it, yeah, a while. Yeah, it does. And, and like... It, it's like there's, there's certain lines that, you know, there's a line towards the end where Rutger Hauer has her, is, is holding her hostage and says, you know, we are together, we are one. And she goes, one what? A cute couple? And I cracked up because I was saying it as she was saying it. And it was just coming out of my face. Without me even registering right. that I was saying the quote at the same time. Yeah. Um, th- this was just one of those movies where I watched it. I the, 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 There's a pair of shorts that one of the, the characters wears in this movie. I, like, searched high and low for a pair of shorts that looked like that. And I wore them until they fucking fell apart. Mm-hmm. Like, I was <laughs> all about looking like the characters in this movie. I was all about talking like the characters in this movie. Oh. Until I realized how ridiculous I sounded. Oh, right. <laughs> And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm all set with that. It's a um, heightened state of reality. Yeah, and it's, uh, when the TV show came out, I was like, nothing's ever going to top that movie. Like, you, it, it, if it's as campy as the movie, it's never going to last on TV. If it's not as campy as the movie, no one's going to watch it. And it was perfect in the middle of the two. So it, the, the TV show definitely was, it had its moments where it was absolutely ridiculous once more with feeling was amazing, but it was fucking ridiculous. But it was also it had really good, uh, dramatic, teen angsty, you know, nighttime drama. It's like it's like the X Files. Yeah. The X Files. The X Files had plenty of dumb stuff in there too. Oh yeah, that's true. Jose Chung's <laughs> from outer space. I mean, that, actually, that's kind of never mind. That's one of the best episodes. But no, I mean that's yeah, and that's cool. I like it when somebody like has their world that they want to play around in mm-hmm. and they want to have fun with it at the same time mm. and it's to the point where your fans are just like yeah go ahead do whatever yeah um and it's but it's interesting that he kind of so i guess that he like reimagined a lot of it because i can't see i don't even think like half of these characters are in the show no are they? literally buffy and because i didn't watch or, the like, show either. yeah Buffy and her watcher are really the only two characters that transfer in from the movie. Who plays him in the show? Um, Rupert Giles. No, Giles is his name. It's Rupert something, and I can't think of his last name. And now it's gonna. I'm a, I'm a bad Buffy fan. I'm sorry, guys. Um, 
Rupert Giles is the character's name. Okay. Anthony Head is the actor that plays him. Okay. So, one of the things that happened with this specific movie was a really bad case of the uh, production company getting their hands on it. And at one point, Joss Whedon just said, fuck this and left. Well, had he ever really done anything yet? No, um, I think TV, but I don't think anything movie-wise. Yeah, because that's what, that's what happens. Um, it's like, ah, it's your first movie, huh? We're gonna, this is oh, our picture now. I don't, yeah, I don't think Joss Whedon had really done much at that point. Yeah. He, um, because this was 1992. Yeah, he was just a TV writer. He had done, <laughs> he had done uh, episodes of Roseanne and Parenthood at that point. Okay. And something called Muffy the Vampire Lair. And it doesn't seem like it's a porn. It seems like it's a parody, but mm, either way. Um, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, and then... but I'm this, not going to put it into Google. But, yeah, and then this version of Buffy. And then also he wrote a screenplay for Toy Story. Um, oh. Yeah, he wrote Alien Resurrection. Yeah, well, yeah. Then Now we're just getting into... We know Firefly. What, we know everything else. Serenity... Dr. Horrible, all the shit that I love. Shall we be, uh, shall we get into it? I just saw that the tagline for this movie is pert, wholesome, way lethal. I don't remember that on the Neither do I, and, um, I, okay. Anyway. Anywho. I don't know. The IMDB has plenty of weird ass stuff. I I know. I don't remember that happening. I'm picking up the trivia right now because the trivia for this movie has actually got some pretty good things. Mm. Well, actually. That's how how the trivia section feels like to me. Well, actually. Alright, so so when this movie starts, we start with a flashback. um, Oh, yeah. And it is Kirsty Swanson in a horrible wig talking to um... Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland in Renaissance in, in the Renaissance outfit. And, Bas- basically, you know. they're doing. It looks like an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, and I'm immediately like, and there's lots of vampires in those games too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shit, I want to play some Skyrim right mm-hmm. now. But I mean, she's in this green and pink sparkly princess dress and it literally looks like the princess dress my mom made me for halloween when i was like five (laughs) um and she is she's holding a a, a, um eventually in the tv show they call him mr pointy and it's her favorite steak um but she's literally like holding a wooden steak that has like a bone at the top so when you look at it quickly it really kind of looks like the dagger from evil dead i was gonna say (laughs) it looks like like a a kendarian dagger yeah that's what i'm thinking of um He's giving her the, oh, you are... Have you heard of the High Elves? <laughs> you, you are, you know, the, the, you're the world savior. You are the slayer. And it immediately cuts to a pom-pom. Yeah, they, do the, like, they, the do, the, they do the 2001 bone to spaceship thing. Yes. And it's like yes. dagger to pom-poms. Dagger to pom-poms. And uh, it, it, it immediately goes into Buffy and her crew cheering. As she is the head cheerleader, because what else would she be? Now, I have an issue with their routine. One thing I noticed is the fact that they're... I didn't realize this was during a game. Mm-hmm. I thought this was just, like, a competition or something. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason I was thrown off is because they're not performing to either side where people are sitting. They're, like, just performing towards a basket. And yeah, I, assume, I assume that's just a wall. 
So they're yeah. not looking at anybody. They're just looking at the basket. No, but I've seen it done both ways. I've I've seen it. I've I've seen them perform in the center to one side of the gym. I've also seen them perform in the middle like. But this. they're not. But they're not performing to their audience. No, but they're when in certain gyms you only you only sit on one side, which is weird. Yeah, sure, but don't you think you would be performing towards no, them? Not necessarily. I, like I said, I've seen it done both ways. I've been to many a fucking basketball game. No, my, I, I, my, know, my I know, days. but I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> ever since I was I was a kid getting into theater and everything, mm-hmm. it's like, don't turn your back on your audience. Oh, yeah, I know. Like... And then I try to open a goddamn door with my back to the audience <laughs> and my brain ex- fucking explodes. You have to turn out. Ugh. Anyway. So they are doing their cheer, <clears throat> and the whole opening sequence is just them cheering with the credits over them, and, you know, we're not really getting any, you know, oh my god, then we do we, get, we, we do get the, we, when we go to, like, the huddle with the team, though, yeah. I love, A, I love all of the players, because they're all approximately 40 years old. Yes, they are. Uh, we have, like, um, players on the team, such as, uh, secondhand Tim Robbins, <laughs> uh, there's this, what, like, one kid in this movie that just looks so much like Tim Robbins to me. Um, and the coach is of great, like, new agey, uh, because it is California, Mm -hmm. so, and I just, I love, I love that, like, he, he, he gets the team psyched up by saying things like, assert your personhood. Oh my god, that (laughs) is one of my favorite At one point, he draws, draws up a play, but it's just like, it's like a rebus. (laughs) (laughs) I like when he, he's look he's trying to tell them like what the next play is gonna be and he's looking at the board and he's like, Are we the X's or the O's? <laughs> oh, he doesn't even have X's and O's on the Oh thing. It's my great. god. And um he's one of those that guy actors. Mm. Like he's been in a ton of stuff. I know, I was looking at him and I'm like, Oh god, I know this guy from a lot of from things. From everything, yeah. yeah. And it's always like one episode here, one episode there, but it really is just he's one of those guys. It counts. Um but like yeah, like you said, he's totally the California uh, new agey self help. Yeah, even though he looks like Pat Riley. Holy shit! Thomas Jane was in this movie. Tom Jane's in here. Yes. Whoa! Hold! Stop the presses. I'm gonna have to watch this movie again just to figure out who I know, he is I know. in this movie. There's there's a couple of we'll, we'll get to them. There's some there's some secret stars in this movie that you don't like know at the about. very very end we'll, we'll, with, the, we'll with the credit scene. I'm oh oh yeah about yeah, the reporter, yeah. Man, yeah no I, yeah no we've got some some folks. We'll yeah. get to it. Um. So after the cheer scene, they go to the mall because of course they're Valley Girls. They it's have the nineties. Gotta go to the mall. Yeah. And they're at you know generic mall rats mall. Yeah, they're shooting the shit and shopping and being very Valley Girl, and they come across this yellow leather jacket. Yellow leather, red, red leather, yellow leather. Oh, God. That's my um, least favorite warm-up. <laughs> um, did you have this jacket? I you did had the not, shorts. I did not have this jacket, but that was definitely a jacket that I liked. And um, it, you know, Buffy's all about it, and Hilary Swing's character's like, ugh, it was, that's so yesterday. Um and Which is one of the most obnoxious things people would say back in the 90s. Ugh. It's so over. I got a roundhouse kick for anybody who busts something like that out <laughs> on me. Um, and, you know, there's the there's Buffy and then Hillary Swing's character, then um, Nikki, who's the other character, and then there's this one, there's like the hanger-on girl. Kind of picks her sides depending on who's being the most bitchy at the time. 
that's Jennifer, sorry, I couldn't think of the character's name. And like, throughout the course of the movie, she keeps, like, swapping sides. Like, at one point, she's Buffy's friend, and then at one point, she's Hillary's ranks friend. And then oh, at you, one point, you caught she's, all, like... You caught all of that stuff. I, yeah. I and then did at not one, see yeah, and then at one point, then at one point, like, towards the end of the movie, she's like, well, fuck everybody. I'm going to get the hot guy. So it's, it's, uh, it's, she's definitely the hanger-on girl. She's not... She She's there because she's, she's the, the friend of somebody that... And they don't know how to get rid of her. Like she was yeah. grandfathered in. Yeah, she was grandfathered in from like kindergarten or something weird like that. <laughs> I just thought of somebody in my sister's circle of friends mm-hmm. who that kind of applies to. Not going to say who, but that kind of <laughs> it makes me chuckle. Uh-oh. No, um, a, I loved, yeah, all, all of her friends were great. But it's just, there was a similar, hmm. like, you know, oh yeah, well, we've been hanging out with you since kindergarten and we just can't shake you. Yeah. <laughs> So, the girls are deciding where they're going to go. Are they going to go to the movies? You know, they're going to go to the Beverly Center. They got a, they had a real, they had a real, bogus corn. They had a real, uh, they had A, a real choice of theaters to Mm -hmm. go to, and B, they knew them all incredibly well. Yes. So. And they knew which one had the bogus corn, which one had the good, the good seats, which one had. Doesn't even have Dolby. I mean, it doesn't even have Dolby. Back in the day but, before THS. <laughs> well, they said something about THS. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did say something. And I was um, like, really? Wow. Yeah, and they're, they're you know, they decided where they're going to go, and they're on their way out of the mall, and they run into an elevator, and, and uh, Donald Sutherland stops the doors from opening, and Buffy just looks at him and goes, excuse much, rude or anything, and shuts the door, and he's just staring at them. And I'm like, in any other time period other and place other than in this, the world of this movie, he would have gotten a solid kick to the face. Dude, so many times. <laughs> like, I'm security like, would have been why all are you talking him? to this guy? Who let this guy in? <laughs> like, like, seriously. But I will say, I will say as he walks, watches them leave, mm-hmm. like, the, the camera does this great punch in on him. Mm-hmm. It's just, just this little, like, zoom, and it made me laugh pretty hard (laughs) (laughs) because like the look that he's giving and just this like and isn't there like a weird sound chord at that point too? yeah i think there's like a it's great it's great i just i'm a sucker for stuff like that Mm. and like and i'm sitting here and i'm like i don't know if this was done for laughs Mm -hmm. or if it was like just done because that's what you do so they're at the movies and they are literally just chatting up a fucking storm. Mm. And uh, not into this. Yeah, and Luke and Perry then... and David Arquette are sitting behind them, and they're like basically telling the girls to shut the fuck up. And they're like, "Ugh." Well, um, like everybody is. Cause yeah. Like everybody around them is like, I'm just surprised that nobody is just yelling like would you shut the hell up oh my god i've never noticed the three people that are sitting beside them before and like the other people sitting around them i've only ever paid attention to the main characters you're right everybody else in the theater is like fuck this shit i I was just like why do they have to leave it up to those two guys to to say something like i feel like everybody would have been saying shut up i know um so after the movie the the three you know, main uh, basketball guys, you know, Buffy's boyfriend and his two cronies show up and Buffy uh, goes over. The guys are talking about like going and doing other things and the Buffy comes over to the car and leans over the friend and starts making out with her boyfriend who's driving the car and the friend is like, 
staring at her F- ass. Yeah, fake Tim Robbins. <laughs> fake is Tim like... Robbins. And he's like, oh, can I borrow her? And like, Buffy's reaction is great because she's just like, I don't want to be a creep, but I'm still going to be a creep. Yeah. Like, the guys in the 90s, the stereotypical guys in the 90s were fucking creeps. Like, guys in the 90s, guys are creeps. Anyway, guys are creeps. Part. Yeah. But, like, specifically this, these these caricatures of of high school boys are goddamn creepy like i would have i would have gone with luke perry because he would have seemed like he would have way more fun and he looks like Like, he's in oasis in 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 like the most of this movie no (laughs) exactly he definitely has a uh he has a he has a gallagher thing going on yeah and it's like i just i can't i can't the one thing i will say in this movie and only because i'm thinking about her shoes right now she never wears heels in this movie. Almost never. No. She's in flats well, heels, or in Doc Martens. I don't remember heels being popular oh, in the 90s. Oh, yeah. In the 90s, it was the big, chunky... Well, chunky heels. Yeah, yeah but, but it was like... still high heels. It wasn't like high, like stilettos like we have now. Um, but it's still... She's in Doc Martens. She's in solid, rubber-soled this shoes. Is, this is like, what, 92? This is 92. So... But still, this was before... Delia's became super huge, so it was even before the chunky heel. Yeah. But it was still, it was to me. I looked at it as, oh my god, this is a superhero that is not wearing fucking high heels. <laughs> Holy shit, this is great. That is that, even that's when nice. she goes to the prom at the end of the movie, she's in fucking white Doc Martens. I'm nice. like, she's at the prom nice. in appropriate foot attire to kill <laughs> vampires. Like she thought ahead. She really didn't because she didn't bring any weapons, but she thought ahead. <laughs> Um, at this point, we are introduced to Paul Rubens. Here comes Pee-wee. And he is in a hideous blonde wig. And I, when I first heard that he was in this movie, it took me a hot second to realize who the hell he yeah, was right. in the movie. Yep. He does not look like himself at all in this movie. No. Um, probably he's got, a calculated move correct. at that point. Correct. I mean, other than the fact that he's got the pale face makeup on, um, he also has a he has his facial facial hair. Yeah. So, right. I'm, so I've never seen I'd never seen him with facial hair. He until sort this. of has a Marilyn Manson slash. Yeah. Um, he just has the '90s goatee. Robert Smith thing yeah. going on. Well, goatees were kind of big in the '90s oh, for a while, but it was after this. Definitely, it was after this though. So he, I'm going to say he brought it in. It was that's that's where we got it from. <laughs> Paul like, Rubens. Paul fa- Rubens did it. Fashion, fashion uh, pioneer. Yes, that's how it happened. He's he's a ton of fun in this movie. Yes, he, he, he's definitely who I enjoy the most. Yeah, he's definitely this. the reason he. Luke Perry was kind of really the reason I kept going back to this movie, and Kirsty Swanson because I like her in this movie too. But Paul Holy Rubens. Shit. Was just the the main reason to go back and watch yeah. this movie over and over and over yeah. again. But yeah, he goes in like because uh, um, so yeah, he ends up. Would you say recruiting or just kidnapping uh, the dude, the one of the three basketball dudes? I wouldn't even say kidnapping or recruiting. Um, or does he just bite? Well, maybe him? maybe recruiting because he does actually have a line in another in a scene a little bit later on. Where he says that he's been building up the ranks. Yeah. Um. So so recruiting is actually kind of an appropriate it's word for it. It's like you know, it's like well, you're a vampire now, but he's cool with it. Hmm. He's into it. He's picking it up, picking up what they put down. Well, so. I th- well specifically, uh, Grueler is the very first kid we see that gets tr- made into a vampire. Yeah. 
he just seems to me his type of personality and attitude if somebody walked up to him and was like, dude, I'm going to make you immortal and all you're going to ever have to do is kill people for it for the rest of your life to drink their blood, he'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah. He just seems like he's that kind of guy. <laughs> like, like you do. Like like you are sometimes. Where are we? We're at Buffy's We're at Buffy's house, but why do they have house? two microwaves? Because on top they're of each rich. Other. <laughs> they're rich. Or one doesn't work anymore and they put the other one on top of it. I but what, Buffy, are Buffy's folks leaving town on a trip or something oh yeah buffy's yeah okay first of all you should know that the stereotype of the fact that her name is buffy means her parents are automatically rich and they're but they're beverly hills rich so they just leave her at home all the time and go off and do whatever the hell they want to do so what happens when you strike that oil yeah and i mean she's in that same realm of heathers but in this movie it's kind of it's it's played for laughs as opposed to played for seriousness um it's very brief too yeah and i mean they just wave them away as like i feel like they're it's like okay here they are now they're leaving by because it's like yeah they're not going to have any impact on the story no and i mean buffy even has a line in this scene where she's her boyfriend says does he does she think my name is bobby and right. Buffy goes, it's a possibility she thinks my name is Buffy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, and there's a scene later on where Buffy, um, after the first time she uh, goes out and kills vampires, she comes back into the house and her jacket's dirty. And her mother goes, do you know what time it is? And Buffy's like, I don't know, like 1030. And she look, and the mother looks at her watch and goes, ugh. You pay $1,000 for something. You pay good money for something. Meaning she didn't know what time it was because her watch was broken. Not that she was concerned at the fact that her daughter was coming in the house at all hours of the night covered in dirt. You're really catching on to these little details. Oh, it's stuff like that that I... Stuff like that is always... Meanwhile, I'm noticing that her boyfriend has like an old bag of Doritos. And I'm like, oh, I love that old logo. (laughs) It's not necessarily old. It's old to us, but to them, that's... That's the problem. Well, yeah, no, but it's like, I'm so psyched to see it. I'm like, oh, flashback. Mm. Love it. I think there's an old school Pepsi. Pepsi Oh, yeah. Oh, there's Pepsi all over this movie. It's very, it's well hidden, but it's there. It's there. And, uh, and, you know, my eye kept going to it. Like, oh, Pepsi can. Pepsi Pepsi can. can. New generation. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so they, they, uh, I guess they get down to business because um, the parents leave. And, like, we just get this, like, fade to black. And then it cuts to the moon. Hmm. So that means sex. Yes. So. And yeah, we have another flashback and it's, it's not really a flashback. It's actually, um, it's, well, it, it's, so it's a flashback to the peasant girl and she is, um, attacking a vampire and she jumps out the window and, you know, tackles the vampire off his horse, which I can all, every time I see this scene, I'm always like, oh, that poor horse. Um. Yeah, he's used to it. Yeah. He's all right with it. Uh, again, horrible, horrible wig. And, um, that's on Kirstie Swanson. She has this red, like, long hair thing going on. So, Lothos comes in and mesmerizes her with his eyes. Oh, it's th- a thousand percent did yes. not catch on to the fact that this was supposed to be Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, not in- you don't catch it in this scene at all. It's not until No, later. I was like, I thought that he was just somebody, because, <laughs> like, when we do see him again later mm-hmm. in a dream sequence, I went, whoa, holy shit, because I, I was like, yeah. oh, I saw his name in the opening credits. Now, like, an hour and a half later, I see him again, I'm like, whoa, that. Rutger Hauer! <laughs> like, again, look out! the fuck did they get Rutger Hauer for this Oh, movie? they had him for, like, a day and a half. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they were like, okay, so we have like nine scenes for you to film. Yeah. And we're gonna not even. We're gonna need a day for you to do it in in full makeup and a day for you to do it in not so much makeup. Yeah. What do you want to do first? Right. Do I have to shave my mustache? <laughs> no. Uh, we can work with. We that. can work with that. We can have um, that in for you, for you. We can just make it work. I've never seen a vampire with a mustache before. Well, you'll be the first. You'll be the first. Um, oh yeah, he's. And I gotta say, like, I just love that scene. It's way too short mm. because again, it's just like we're back in you know. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Yeah. And, you know, you're fighting, she's fighting some vampires. They even kind of look like Elder Scrolls vampires. Mm -hmm. I really like their look. I like the ears and shit. Yeah, that's the thing, is that, like, in the TV show, they, um... They're kind of like the the orcs from, um, fucking, uh, no, goblins. Uh Is it the goblins from Lord of the Rings? I have no idea. No, no, they are orcs. They're the orcs. Mm -hmm. They kind of look like the orcs with the ears. With the ears, yeah. So after we get out of your, what you would really like to see. So as what another, I'd rather the movie was. Yes, which you would you. Re, so what you're saying is you want Joss Whedon I to make the prequel game. based on those flashbacks. So I saved my game and went back into the real world, and in the, and in the real world we go to Pee Wee's pleasure room. Oh my god, <laughs> this room. Okay, so we cut to we find out that this flashback is actually Buffy dreaming about the older the older Slayers that have come before her. And we cut from her writhing around in bed, you know, having a bad dream, to Paul Rubens walking up, like, to the altar of Rutger Hauer. It's a white casket that's built into the floor that has a red light coming from it. And it looks looks like a 90s hair metal Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, the little, the thing he's walking up Mm -hmm. looks like it's the ramp. Yes. Yes. That, you know, Sebastian Bach is going to run up. <laughs> I, like, every time I see this shot, and it's, it's got the spotlights, too, and there's just yeah. there's just enough fog in the air that you can see the beams of the spotlights mm-hmm. really well. Oh, my God. And so Paul Rubens walks up to the casket, and he basically says, you know, oh, I've been recruiting all these people. I've been, you know, building our ranks um, so that you can come back and be full power. And all we see is an arm. In a puffy shirt arm. With, with a glove with a on. Glove on so that up. could be anybody's arm. And it arm. could be anybody's arm. I and, doubt it's Rutger Hauer. And they, he, the, the hand, you know, flexes ever so slightly. And <laughs> Paul Rubens grabs it and just starts making out with it. I was going to say. It's like, kind of it awkward, kiss. but you're just still just kind of like, this scene is so awkward. I, I, I loved it. I loved the set dressing and I liked, oh. his, I liked his outfit. Too. Oh my god, that whole, that whole, like, that whole scene... Let's make that movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make the vampire, the gothic vampire movie, uh, based with Buffy. So we cut back to the high school, and all the girls are talking about how uh, what they want to have as the theme for the senior dance, mm-hmm. or one of the senior dances. And they're going back and forth about, like, you know, what's harming the earth right now, and they're like, bugs? Bugs are really bad. Oh, yeah, I don't bugs. Like bugs. I don't like bugs. <laughs> yeah. Then the principal comes in and... Steven Root. Yeah. He's another that Jimmy, guy. Jimmy James. That's another that guy. He's always going to be Jimmy like... James, no matter how many great, great things he does. <laughs> He'll always be Jimmy James from News Radio. This scene is the closest scene from this movie to a scene that is directly in the TV show. Of just of, teenagers of sitting just around teenager chatting. bantering. There's, yeah. there's a scene, well, especially with Buffy eating the... 
um, Lollipop, there's actually a scene in one of the opening couple of episodes where she's sitting around talking to Willow, eating a lollipop, and there, it you could have cut that scene from the show directly out of this movie. Yeah, so that makes so, that makes sense. Um, so there are snippets of this movie. If in, you in want the TV this, show. the to TV show act, is is much better. If you want but, this to act as like a pilot for that yes, show, yes, and that's kind but of. But it really doesn't. Yes and no. Does this take place in an alternate universe? No. Because in the very first episode, Buffy is actually talking to somebody about how she got kicked out of her old school oh, they for it? something that happened, but they never go into what it is. So those of us who've seen the movie kind of use that little chunk of information of, oh, okay, so after this whole thing, yeah. she got kicked off out and had to go to a different school. Okay. So now she's with the Scoobies and with the, right. at the current school that she's at. Yeah. And she is living in Sunnydale instead of living in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. Or, right. Well, technically L.A. So. L.A. County. L.A. County. <laughs> yeah. So we are at um, the local cafe, coffee cafe. This is the, this is the peach pit right <laughs> yes. here. And they're all shooting the shit, and lo and behold, Hillary Swank walks in with the, the, yellow, the yellow leather jacket. But also, a guy walked by who kind of looked like, um, you know that famous photo of Kurt Cobain with the red hair? Yes. Because, like, there's a guy who, like, walks yep. through the frame at that same time. But, maybe yeah, no, a she's wearing Kevin that jacket. Kevin Bacon in the background uh, that, well, making, making drinks. Oh, actually, maybe that's him. Yeah. So this is one of the things also, <laughs> this is something else that actually is kind of in the in the TV show. So they're at a cafe, which is clearly set up to be a bar. Yeah. And same thing. And that's Ricky Lake, by the way. Uh, oh, <laughs> I adore Ricky Lake. <laughs> um, yeah, Ricky Lake walks up and is the waitress. And um, I fucking love this because <laughs> David Arquette just dro- drops a chunk of change and mm-hmm. says, what does it look like? Yep. That is the best way to order anything that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, well, it's even better that Ricky Lake is like, um, a Coke, you know, a couple like, of hot dogs. A cup of coffee, a hot dog. <laughs> like, it's great. She figures it out. Um, but in the TV show, they also had um, a local hangout for all of the teenagers that was literally anyone who went who went to the golf club Man Ray in Boston in the 90s, that was the set. Like, you walked in and you were like, huh, I'm on the set of Buffy. Um, it was the exact same club. But again, it was built to look like a bar. Yeah. But everybody that was going there was supposed to be in high school. Right. And the first Before few seasons... Before you think about it too much, know, then but Zordon the, the first falls. few seasons of Buffy coincide with her actually going through high school. Right. So, you know, at one point we hit her senior year. At one point we hit, you know. So I'm like, so we know relatively how old she is. We know relatively how old everybody is in that in that show. Because there are actually birthdays at some point. Um, but again, we're like, uh, you're really, you're at a bar. This isn't like a teenage club. This is a fucking bar yeah. that you're at. Same thing with this scene. Like, the scene, they're at a restaurant, but it's a oh, fucking I mean, bar. Then again, I mean, you, re- you remember uh, Java Hut Java, downtown? I was going to say, same thing. That, was, that is absolutely this. Because yeah. that place looked like a bar, mm-hmm. but no, you just went in and got coffee and... Really good like fucking the, Caesar salads. The oh. first um, the first place I ever, like, used a public Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... 
<laughs> I did a comedy set there once. You wow. know, it was like I was a friend's band was opening. They wanted mm-hmm. me to tell jokes while they set up. I only ever went there to watch poetry slams mm. or to hang out with my friends. Yeah. And they had the best coffee I'd ever had in my life. It I don't was know good what coffee. brand they had for coffee, but they had amazing coffee. Yeah. Their Caesar salads for a freaking tiny little coffee shop in downtown Worcester. I remember you saying right that off of Main South. Salad. Their salad was amazing. Yeah. And they were the ones that introduced me to the crack that is known as espresso beans covered in chocolate. <laughs> they had marbled espresso beans. It was white chocolate and milk chocolate. Oh, all right. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyway, enough reminiscing about so, downtown Worcester. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's a good thing nobody listens to this. I know, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Pike and Benny, who is... Uh, his friend, uh, David Arquette's character. Who, you know, I've been trying to figure it out. What does he look like? Oh, Trent Reznor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Noel Gallagher and Trent Reznor are... Uh, oh, that would be an interesting eating, combo. Eating a deconstructed hot dog because Ricky Lake gives them a hot dog, but Luke Perry immediately starts eating the bun. Yeah. And um, David Arquette uh, tries to pretend it's his penis, and uh, Christy Swanson... Uh, Cuts it in half. Oh, man, she wrecked my dog. <laughs> Lengthwise. <laughs> Lengthwise. Um, and, of course, the girls are kind of like, oh, my God. And Luke Perry's like, bleh, bleh. I was like, I, I don't know if it was because he was like, oh, no, like, penis trauma. Or mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I've been just eating the hot dog bun. I couldn't tell which I think it was, was penis trauma. Okay. I think it was supposed to be penis trauma. I think it was like, oh, I thought there was going to be a dog in here. But yeah, no, these two have just been, like, speaking of it supposedly being, it should be a bar. They're, yeah. they're splitting a flask. Yep. And they're going to go up to, they end up going up to uh, make out point or whatever, and you're expecting to see, this is essentially a scene out of Zodiac. Yeah, that's true. Because we see... You're um, waiting for the serial killer to show up. And uh, Donald Sutherland is waiting in, like, the same car yeah. as in Zodiac. Yeah, Donald Sutherland is, like, just off frame, and uh, <laughs> Benny and uh, Pike are chit-chatting back and forth, and Pike falls, they're, they're sitting on, like, a brick wall, and Pike falls off the wall forward, and Benny is still sitting on it, and while Pike is passed out on the ground, Paul Rubens grabs David Arquette and pulls him down the sheer cliff face that is behind them of the wall they were sitting on, and, you know, creepy stalker man... Sutherland, like, Sutherland. sees this happen and doesn't care. He's no. like, oh, well, lost yeah. that one. So, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll take care of this guy then. Yeah, he's like, um, you're the better looking of the two yeah, guys, right. so I might as well, I must save you instead. Um, and, it, I mean, he's, Donald Sutherland definitely has creepy stalker serial killer vibes in this whole movie. Even after you, like, start empathizing with him and start feeling for him as a character once you find out what his story is, you kind of still just get that creepy stalker vibe from him. And it's kind of like, even, uh, it's even at the end, you're just kind of like, mm, I don't know about that anymore. Yeah. Um, but now we cut to the scene with the shorts that I love. No, I love this. They're, they're like, okay, we're going to practice this cheer, okay? Yeah. So, take the ball and dribble it a little and shoot it in the hoop. Okay, great. Okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's their, their practice. That's their practice. Yeah, and they're not even like... One of them's, like, in a fucking sweatshirt. Like, see the... the There's like, no yeah. dress code There's, going Yeah, on. like, Kirsty Swanson's in, like, a crop top and leggings and, and like, it's it's kind of ridiculous. 
Oh, she's got. Oh, she has her Reebok high tops on. I forgot about that too. Right. Yeah. Um. So all she, of the tumbling was not done by Kirsty Swanson. I was going to say anybody was trying to figure out if that's the, what it was. I doubt this like, was her. I think she did that one cartwheel at the end right. where that she cartwheels into frame, and that's about it. But then again, we have creepy stalker right. Donald Sutherland no, standing Donald. in leaning up against the bleachers, and he literally goes that um that tumbling was was that <sighs> was nice. It's very. It was very nice. And I'm like, uh. I'm going to stand here for a while. Yeah. And well, she, she's like standing there in a sports bra and like just chit-chatting away. Yeah. Like, like uh. nothing is wrong. This is, happens all the time. Bitch, run out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, get the like, hell out of there. Yeah. It's like, come on. He's wearing this fedora the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is his, this who, is his literal costume. Who let thing. him in? <laughs> Who let the creepy old guy in to the gym while I'm tumbling and he's watching me? And then he starts talking about she's been marked and she is the chosen one. And, you know, at one point she's like, what, that hairy mole? Um, I had that removed. All of the flashbacks that we've seen with the other Slayers, they've all had this giant hairy mole on their left Right on the boob. chest. Yeah. And it like it's big enough that it it's gonna have its own spinoff episode at some point. Like it is disgusting. So he starts telling her the whole story about how the vampires are real. Yada yada la la la. You're and, a wizard, Harry. Yeah, you're a wizard, Harry. And she just kind of is like, so vampires are real, and I'm the one who's supposed to kill them and save the world. But um, yeah, I have prom. So she's like, she says this whole thing to him where she's like, do you hear people talking to you? Do you see spots? Like, are you fucking crazy, dude? Like, can't even. But I have to, like, I love Sutherland in the scene because he's just like, he knows this is just all sounds stupid, but he's a professional and he's going to do what he can. And guess what? He elevates it and makes it like. He makes it really good. He actually made me kind of give a shit. Yeah. Kind of. And at one point, he actually says to her, uh, do you have dreams about, you know, you're in a different place? And she goes, I've never told anybody about that. Right. And he basically recounts to her the flashback dreams that she's been having. And that makes her believe him that something's up. And, right. you know, in that, he basically was saying to her, I need you to come with me to the graveyard tonight. And she's like, yeah, no. Yeah, another warning <laughs> sign. Um, so cut to that night, and they're at the graveyard, and he hands her yeah, a like some steak. time has passed. Yeah, here. like they have what either... happened between? And did they go out so to dinner? So do you want to go to Jack in the Box? Yeah. <laughs> did they go to dinner? But because she's still in the same outfit she left the gym in. So either this... That's true. Either this uh, graveyard is, you know, five hours away, or for some reason in this realm of California, this alternate vampire universe, um, the the sun sets at like four. (laughs) So I'm like, I know she was at cheer practice, but even if cheer practice went till four, like, come on, seriously? So they're sitting there hanging out, talking back and forth about vampires and killing vampires and all that stuff. And we have a little cutscene in between where one of her friends uh, is getting a wind machine blown on her, <laughs> which in, is indicative of Paul Rubens attacking her and lifting her and uh, killing her. <laughs> and we see, um, you know, some great fake flowers. 
on a fake grave and arms are coming out of the grave and Buffy's like, like, we get another good dramatic punch in on Sutherland. Yeah. And we get the, we get the vampire coming up out of the grave and he's extraordinarily like on, like you could tell he's on wires. Oh, everybody's on wires. he's just kind of like hanging there. If you're a bad guy, you're on wires in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, then she's, uh, Buffy backs up to get away from the vampire that just came out of the grave. And she backs up onto another fresh grave because we have a lot of those because there's been, you know, a vampire going around killing people. And uh, she kicks the other vampire in the face and then proceeds to stake vampire number one. And then Donald Sutherland is like, it's behind you. Yeah, he tosses her another one and she takes out another one. And stake vampire number two. It's like, you oh, know what I hey, just realized though with this scene you're good at this. is that the vampire makeup is very re- reminiscent of uh, Romero's zombies with the blue gray pallor to their yeah, face. Yeah. So like the fresh zombies are kind of like bluish gray, and then the older zombies are white. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it also could have just been because it was probably you know blue light filter. <laughs> on the no, scene. they had some sort of makeup yeah. on though. So after Buffy and Merrick just go on a killing spree in the in the graveyard, which is ninety percent of Buffy TV show's first season, <laughs> is her killing things in graveyards. Um, we cut to Luke Perry's apartment, and Benny is floating outside the window of his apartment, trying to get him to open the window to let him in. And it wasn't until we let were me in, man. It wasn't until we were watching. The vampires episode of uh, Eli Roth's horror history. Yeah. That I realized the vampire floating outside of the window is a super vampire trope, like the girl tripping over something when she's running away yeah. from the slasher. Like it's that kind of trope. They literally showed the same scene of a person on one side of the window inside a house and a vampire outside of the window from yeah. like seven different vampire movies. Yeah. And I was like, these aren't all homages. This is now a thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's part of, it's, yeah. it's what they do. It's it now is. part of the lore. It's yeah. a thing. No, actually, because I realized, like, yeah, this movie does a pretty good job of keeping all that stuff up. Hmm. Like, you know, vampire rules. Because yeah. also, like, because he's saying, like, come on, man, let me in. Yep. And, like, later on, when they're all, like, in the ca- in the gym yep. uh, at prom. Yep. And they all want to fight Buffy, but they're all like just Outside. standing yep. in the doorway. And they're yep. like, "You gotta let us in, or she's gonna come out." And yeah. I'm like, "Well, they're they're very polite, and they're adhering very nicely to that to the, rule. to the rules." Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it could like, be a yeah, the right one in situation. Here, Did you see what happens when she comes in? Oh yeah, no, that's Ooh. bad. <laughs> we can't. Hey, the that. only reason she, she did it because she loved that little exactly. boy. Exactly. It's the only reason she would do it. I haven't seen the original. Have you seen the original? Oh yeah, that's okay. I didn't see the remake. Oh, oh see, I haven't seen the remake. Oh, That'll be great. We can watch header. them both. We can watch them both and <laughs> have talk to do a double header. Them. I did like the fact that the sound mix in the scene, in the scene in the car. Mm-hmm. For some reason, there was reverb. Oh like, yeah, you're in a car. Why does it sound like you're in the Holland Tunnel? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, why does it sound like you're in a gymnasium? But Buffy comes home, and this is yeah, this is the scene where her mother is like. You know, oh, my watch is broken. Um, she, Her mother is somebody famous, I guess? I guess so. I was just going to say the same thing, because at the end of the credits, she's the first she has, person listed in the credits. And she's separate from everybody else. Yeah. She's not even in the credit scroll with every under the character title. She's by herself. It's like... Um, uh, yeah. But I have never heard of her, and I, I've only ever seen her in this movie. She, 
Interesting. She's probably, you know how that is with Scream Queens. It's like, oh, you were in... You were in something. Something back when I was a teenager, so I'm going to put you in my movie now. So that's that always happens. Hmm. Which is very strange, the, the way that they did her credit in the in the show, in the movie um so now we cut to buffy she is having another dream um yeah we she... don't think it we don't think it's a dream at first because no. she just goes and sits down she ties a little ribbon in her hair and goes to bed uh-huh. and she goes to bed right in rutger Hauer's lap and i was like that's holy not, shit that's not too bad of a situation <laughs> really i like rutger Hauer. i think he's kind of handsome that's the spirit um but i have to i i, I have to confess at one point in my life, after seeing this movie 18,000 times, I decided I needed to sleep with a ribbon in my hair. <laughs> it almost choked me because it slid off of my of course, head. And of course around it my did. Neck. So that lasted a whole, a whole, whole one night, maybe. You um, know what's been happening to me lately? My PJ pants yeah. have been, like, somehow, like twisting around my leg that's because you burrito yourself into the fucking blankets to the point where you blame me for stealing blankets and i'm like i say nay nay you take your feet and put them at the edge of the blanket and you roll your legs in it i wake up so that they are blankets that's because you don't put blankets on you when you fall asleep so at 2.30 in the morning, when you wake up and you want blankets, you then take blankets. But you don't actually fall asleep with a fucking blanket on you. And then we have the blankets that fall off the edge of the bed and the cat slowly drags them oh, under the, the bed. Now they're Marilyn's. Yeah. She drags them under the bed. It's mine now. My precious. My, my fort. My fort expand. Anyway, so once uh, Buffy wakes up from her dream and she realizes that it is a dream, she... You know, freaks out for a second, and we cut back to. She's back in Pee Wee's Pleasure Palace. Yeah, we're back into Pee Wee's Pleasure Palace now, and Rutger Hauer. <laughs> he's suspended in. He's suspended in, the in air, midair. Does and a his... Batman thing with his cape. Oh, I just realized that he like flickers his cape as he moves down. Yeah. Um, he has one of those capes that has the rods in the edge of the cape, so that when he holds it up, it like has <laughs> right. it's like the bat wing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Buffy's friend who had the fight with the uh, fan earlier is, you know, lying in wait for him to take her and turn her into a vampire. Um, And we do know that, I don't know if we know in this scene, but we do know that Buffy and her friends realize that her friend is missing. um, Because they have a conversation about it a little bit later that, um, that, oh my god, I can't believe they finally found her. Like, they finally found her body. They finally found this. They finally found that. Got it, um, right. But we cut from the Pleasure Palace to... Um, <laughs> it's the girls' to the locker, locker room. room. But it's it's the girls' locker room, but it is, like, the most high school... According s- to certain movies, that could be a Pleasure Palace. It could be a Pleasure Palace as well. But, like, this set to me is, like, such a set. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are other sets in the movie that you're just kind of like, eh, and, you know, and this is just such a set. And, and there's, then. And there's another, ex- and there's just another exchange that I caught. It's like, as Buffy enters and her friend leaves, mm-hmm. they very quickly, like, fire back and forth like three or four lines of like hey how are you hey yep bye okay good yep bye yeah it's like it's so fast and like it reminds me of the flower shop scene in the room 
where Tommy Wiseau <laughs> just walks in. He's like, hi, can I get some roses? Oh, hey, Tommy, I didn't know it was you. Yeah, hi. Here. Okay, it'll be $20. Okay, bye. You're my favorite customer. It's like, <laughs> hi, doggy. It's hey, oh, just, yeah, hi, doggy. It, 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 it's, it, it, like, just threw me off balance. Like, what just happened there? They just had a whole conversation they, without even looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's definitely a... N- Norm, it, it's the normal conversation of walking into a room. Two characters are going to pass each other. They don't have to say anything to each other, but they did. And like you said, they had an entire fucking conversation. But they they were within sentences. each other. They were within each other's like airspace yeah. for like two and a half seconds mm-hmm. max. Yeah, but my my cousin Ryan, I say my cousin Ryan, like he doesn't know who my cousin Ryan is. Ryan and I have conversations <laughs> like that constantly. You don't know. You don't know, fair listener. Um, he and I will have conversations like that all the time. Yeah. And I've got a couple of friends, same thing, where we just can be like, you wanna? No? All right? Maybe? Next time? Okay, let's go. We'll do it next time. And what no, is love? No, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The same thing. <laughs> no one else around us will have any clue what the hell we're talking about, but we just had an entire conversation about something, yeah. and we knew what we were talking about. So Buffy goes into the locker room, and her friend leaves, and other and girls leave. guess who shows up? And President Snow. <laughs> From the behind one of the locker lockers, that of lockers, Donald Sutherland just like oh, pops up. It's like, Everdeen. oh, good, dude, you have been there for a while. Exactly, like, you've been standing there while they've been changing, and that's not even the first thing that comes out of Buffy's mouth. Don't but mind me, thing, ladies. First thing that Buffy says is like, "What are you doing here? This is a private place." Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> and it's like, oh my god! And then so they go into this whole conversation. Um, Why does she have her? Locker room, locker mm-hmm. decorated. Uh, that's a girl like thing. Like it's her regular nope, locker. That's a girl thing. You decorate every that's goddamn. N- but that's not her own locker. Yeah, it's the it, gym. It's everybody the gym. uses. No, in this in this world, everybody has their own locker. Oh. Haven't you ever noticed in most high school movies, everybody has their own locker at the gym? It's not like our our high schools where you had to share the same locker with seven people. So is the locker room like the same size as all of the hallways in the school combined? No. Are we doing like a Transformers thing where I, like no, how they a... all ride an Astro Train? Well, it's subspace. Well, he's the same. He's not even as tall as Soundwave, and then when he transforms, yeah. Well, Do you you realize <laughs> that you just described the TARDIS, right? I don't know what that is. The TARDIS. Is... I know what it is. No, that I know you know what it is. If <laughs> no, you didn't I know. know what it's it is, the... I'd have to divorce Whoa. you. It's um, bigger on the inside. No, it's smaller on the outside. Teen crumpets. Um. More than likely, though, the, the rational explanation behind it all is she's the head cheerleader, so she's obviously going to have uh, the yes. pleasure of having her right. own locker, and her friends are also going to have the pleasure of having their own locker. Oh, one time, I that kind of reminds me, to get on like a tangent of, this is now number five off of the original tangent. We are tangent cast. <laughs> just, <so. laughs> I just remember touring Yankee Stadium like a long time ago, and... In the clubhouse, like in the corner, it was like, and uh, Bernie Williams just signed a, a new bigger contract, and part of that contract was that he gets to have two lockers now. What the fuck does he need in two fucking lockers? His guitar. Oh Jesus Christ! Leave that shit at home. Nah, he played he played guitar in the clubhouse and everything. Don't care. It's great. So anyway, anyway, 
So American Buffy had this conversation about how Buffy needs to continue training and yada, yada, yada. And Buffy's like, um, I have practice. I can't. And Merrick decides to throw a knife at her head. Go to throw a knife at your face. Which the next conversation is literally every sentence out of Buffy's mouth is, but you threw a knife at my head. Yeah. You threw a knife at my head. <laughs> she consistently just keeps repeating that over and over and over again. It's great. She um eventually just gets so pissed off at Sutherland that she punches him in the face and then remarks on the fact that she I didn't even break a nail. That's a that's a trailer line. Yeah, I didn't even break a nail. I like how he slides backwards on the on the um on the bench. It's just it's supposed it's a comedic to show, effect. It's a comedic effect, but it's supposed to show that Buffy has supernatural powers. Uh, Not yes. that she can like telekinesis him back, right? But that she has the she is so strong that she does that. But anyway, um, she she becomes Sonya Blade in her uh, training montage yeah. that we get now. Yeah. So we go into this training montage. There's even a leg sweep. I mean, you can't go wrong with a leg sweep. Um, sweep her her leg. training montage outfit, the the green and purple and blue. That was one of my favorite outfits too in this movie. This costumes in this movie I loved. Uh, I did admire how colorful it was because mm-hmm. i was like yeah that happened yeah that that was definitely a thing at the time and it's i mean it's ultimately it's ugly as hell yeah but it, it like it made me kind of happy because i'm like yeah that's like what was happening yeah back then that was fashion i was like nine years old when this movie came out so like um you know, it it was very familiar, and mm-hmm. it fe- and obviously since it was made right then, it felt authentic. Yeah, like you do like a movie about the '90s now, people only seem to remember like that 1996 happened. Yeah, and they, it's they like remember, oh, it was, um, you got you be in a Nirvana T-shirt, or yeah. you know, or you got to be. All the guys be... have to be in grunge. They have to be in plaid. They have to be in you know that grungy style, and all yeah. of the girls have to be in that. Um, the spaghetti strap dress with the white t-shirt underneath and then the choker and they have to have a hat like a blossom hat yes and yeah. chunky shoes precisely like that's the that's the outfit of the 90s and Whoa. yeah the 90s were some fucked up fashion and I, I i am not happy that half of the 90s fashion has come yeah. back Kids like, on kids on Instagram mm-hmm. they love that the shit the chunky like, shoes we can come back 80s. i loved the chunky shoes and I actually just went out and bought a pair of shoes because I've had uh, some foot shoes recently, and I had to actually splurge on like actually. an expensive pair of shoes. And I bought them. They're cute as hell. They're cute as hell, <laughs> but I bought them because they are literally chunky, sh- chunky sold Mary Janes. And I was like, I have to have these because they are so '90s, and I could never wear those in the '90s. Right. And I'm wearing them now. God damn it. So the training montage also shows that you know. Buffy is, you know, cons- is, is late to school, and she's not hanging out with her friends anymore, and, you know, she, she, so it's, there's a big transition, um, supposed to be showing how she's transitioning from being the airhead that she was to the slayer that she's going to be, and at one point, she does this rolling, I'm gonna throw the stake at a dummy thing, Yeah, and the dummy that's hanging up Later on in the movie, one of the guys that gets killed at the prom has that exact same outfit on. 
And I always thought that was hysterical. Now that you're pointing out these things, it's like I'm starting to appreciate the details more. <laughs> yep. This this movie is a very... There's a lot of weird things that, because I've seen it so many times, I pick up. Well, I was going to say... But then there are other things that I've never picked up before. Like, in the gym scene, when I rewatched it, I realized that while Buffy's chatting with Merrick, at one point, she takes out her... Uh, q-tip and starts cleaning her ear like i've never noticed that before until now now that we have had our training montage and buffy is officially the slayer uh the principal has to bring it up to her that her grades are slacking and her attendance has been slacking and we have this great scene where mr principal is trying to be friends with the students i don't think he had sides I think that they were just like, yeah, go ahead. Just yeah. say whatever you oh, yeah. want. No, this this scene is absolutely you're, him. You're hysterical. Yeah, this just is go him for just it. going for it. The, this is, if Alan Tudyk had been around, he would have been playing Yeah, if Joss Whedon had had his group of, core group of actors. Yeah, he would have been point, playing him. Yeah. Oh my God, we should recast this movie with a fantasy cast from his current group of players. Um, yeah. Who, who would Nathan a... Fillion play? Uh, Pike. Is. <laughs> <laughs> um so he's the principal's talking to her about how you know he went to a concert at one point and took something <laughs> and how he could just see the music flowing just it's flowing like, yeah you know i could i could see it see, i could see, see it and music. like then i started freaking out <laughs> yeah and buffy's just sitting there and it, it, in the beginning of the scene she literally leans over and picks up a thumbtack yeah, I was like, okay, what's this all about? I know. And then I kept hearing that the buzzing. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what is, is that, that noise? Yep. And then she, but she has the thumbtack in her mouth. She puts, she, she sees she, a fly. And she spits it. She and, puts the thumbtack in her mouth and she spits it and tacks the fly to the wall. Right. Which to me, this scene has always been the catching the fly with the chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what this is. This is Joss Whedon's version of that. Right, scene. yeah. And it's we also have the training just like... montage with Daniel, and then we have the catching of the fly with the chopsticks. Right, but like, it's that's exactly what this is. It's but it's also yeah, it's like you know, no, she's ready now. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's a very subtle way of doing it. That's yeah. pretty neat. While Stephen Root is just being very, just being incredibly funny. So then we cut to uh, Luke Perry is oh that's Thomas that that's it that's Thomas Jane found him Thomas Jane is Luke Perry's like boss at the auto body shop yeah. and uh, Luke Perry and his soul patch are uh, <laughs> getting into their packing up the van and, and he's getting the fuck out of out of Dodge because of everything that had happened with uh, David Arquette's character and he says to the to his boss hey. Um, have you seen Benny? And he's like, no, not, I don't know. He's like, hey, he gets in the truck and he goes, uh, his boss goes, what do you want me to do if I see Benny? And Luke Perry just looks at him and goes, run. And then backs up the van and heads out. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Mystery machine, that van. That, but yes, it is the mystery machine. Because it's blue, but it's got a couple of green, green doors. doors on it. Yeah. And like, if you're not wearing any glasses, you think it's the mystery machine. Yep. So Pike is, you know, on his way out. He's trying to, uh, you know, hightail it the fuck out of Dodge. And we now cut to Buffy out on a scout on a hunting mission, um, which is, this scene is a very frequent scene in the TV show as well. She I was going to say this probably happens out. a lot too. Yeah, she she is constantly out hunting. She's and just then she, out for blood. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she's let trying him to, live. She's trying to save the streets of Sunnydale. You know, just doing her thing. 
Um, this is also where we, f earlier in the movie when she was doing her training and when she was learning um, from Merrick on how to be, how to be a, the Slayer and everything, they turned around and um, she kept having cramps. And at one yeah. point he says to her, um, he tells her that her cramps are actually like an early alert system. So I always thought it was interesting <laughs> in this movie that Joss Whedon had it written that Basically, only women can be slayers because only women have uteruses and only women get menstrual cramps. So therefore, it can only be, you know, that's, that's, hmm. if, if, if that is what is the early warning system, you can never have a male slayer. And I don't know if that's ever addressed in the TV show. I don't think it is. I know in the final season, uh, I believe actually even in the final episode, all of the slayers, all of the potentials, they call them. So it's any slayer, any any woman that could possibly at some point be activated as a slayer. Um, all of their powers are activated all at the same time. So you have this montage of all of these women in various situations all of a sudden coming into their powers. And they all synced up. And they all synced up. Um, <laughs> one of them is actually like getting the shit kicked out of her by her boyfriend and then starts like throwing up, up him up against the wall and kicking the shit out of him. Um... So I, I always thought that that was kind of interesting. And, and I just want to say, I'd like, I really like how that scene is shot. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, hey, how to shoot a scene at night in the city 101. Yeah. But it's, real, it's really well done. The, the lighting is good. I like that because they've got the steam coming yeah. out of the ground in the background. Yeah. And it helps separate her from the rest of the scene. And then it like serves as a background for uh, Sutherland when he shows up. As well. And it just looks great. Yeah. You know, nothing Tim Burton didn't do or no. anything, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's yeah. one of those things I sit there and was like, yeah, see, anybody can do it. Yeah. And she's, you know, walking down, she's walking through that, that alleyway in her, yeah. you know, jeans that are up and... to her freaking boobs. <laughs> yeah. That's been making a comeback. <laughs> I know. I know. So... High-waisted jeans and mom jeans are, are coming back and I'm not okay with that. No. No. <laughs> It's all right. No. It's all right. Um, Are you looking forward to low rise coming back? Uh, yes, because I am so short torsoed. Low uh, rise true. jeans actually hit right on my hips. That's true. Because right. <laughs> I'm goddamn short. Um, so we go back to Merrick's house and they're talking about. Um, this is where he kind of he tells her about the whole cramps situation, um, and she's trying to convince him that she actually lured the vampire into right. the alleyway versus the vampire trapped her in the alleyway and he was stalking her. Um, and they're going, they're bickering back and forth. And in the meantime, we cut to Luke Perry and his van, even though he fixed it, his van is dead on the side of the road. Sometimes, you know, <clears throat> your car is just a piece of shit and you should just get rid of it. Yeah. Oh. Um, so he finally gets the car to start. He sees two vampires in his rear, in his rear mirror. And, uh, he turns the car on and, Paul Rubens is in front of his headlights car. Headlights come up on the Headlights Pee -wee. come up. And Paul Rubens is like... Yeah, he's like, light. ah, shit, the light. <laughs> um, so Paul Rubens jumps on the jumps on the van, and they're driving through, you know... Through the classic... <laughs> S's. <laughs> dri driving through the woods with a vampire yeah. on your windshield trick. Yeah. And uh, Luke Perry has a great line in this, where he's driving, he's like swerving back and forth, and he goes, get off my car, dude. <laughs> 
like, I'm always late to that line for some reason. I don't know why. So Paul Rubens is up on top of the freaking van, and he's like holding on to the van. He's having such a good time. He's like teen wolfing the top of the van. It's fucking great. And he's like, you know, he's holding on for dear life. And um, Luke Perry, he punches through the top of the van, and he's trying to like attack Luke Perry in the van. And then all of a sudden, Luke Perry swerves just the right way. And there's a branch that clocks Paul Rubens and it severs his arm. So his arm is in the car with Luke Perry just like flopping around in his fucking lap. And Luke Perry slams the van into a uh, into a tree. And then Paul Rubens goes, look what you did to my new jacket. And then he, he looks back at his, his two cronies and he goes... Kill him. Kill him a lot. I, I I loved that line. You texted me that line, yeah. and I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. My brain took a second to like catch up to what the fuck you were doing. So I was like, oh, he's watching Buffy. Oh, I know that scene. I know where he is in the movie. <laughs> I just loved that. Just kill him a lot. I love that Luke Perry like trips over something and then grabs his guitar. He trips, uh, but he trips right in front of his guitar. Yeah, because his guitar went flying out of the windshield. Because he didn't have his guitar buckled in like you're supposed to. Um, and then Buffy comes and saves the day. <laughs> you gotta buckle up that, you gotta that, buckle guitar, up that guitar, bro. Um, so Buffy comes in and, and kills one vampire and then uses the remains of she the guitar the, to kill the, the neck second of vampire. the guitar yeah. to get the other guy. And uh, the, one thing that, the, the one thing that I always liked in the show is that when a vampire gets staked, they poof. So they turn into like... Thanos sand and just poof. Uh, I was I was gonna say they Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't Obi Wan. They don't because, leave their clothes no, behind. They don't. They they don't leave their clothes behind. Yeah. Their whole everything just literally like goes mm-hmm. poof, and but you can see like granules in the air, and it's so funny because you can tell where in the season they ran out of money because you hear the sound effect but you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can always tell like when you get to one one section of the season. Like, all of a sudden, you stop seeing the vampire's faces transform. You start yeah. to stop seeing that CGI. Mm-hmm. And you stop seeing the CGI of the vampires dying. It's really funny. So, Buffy, for some reason, decides to take Pike back to her house. He faints, first off. And Merrick and Buffy lift him up and put him in the car. And for some reason, Buffy decides to take him back to her house. And this is kind of the, oh, maybe Buffy isn't so bad. Maybe she is kind of cool. She did just save my ass. I mean, maybe she's kind of cool. And Buffy kind of has that, oh, maybe I kind of like this Pike guy. He's different with those big bunny ears around it that we all have with, you know, budding romance, teen romance. He's a different kind of guy. Oh, give me me a break. These these two should have, like... They should have boned way back. No, like, there wouldn't have been a question of, like... Uh, I'll just uh, I'll sleep here on the couch. Like, oh yeah, no, no. The way these two look, I don't think so. No. Um. So we cut to the pleasure palace again, and Rutger Hauer is and, uh, uh, Mark Twain the vampire. <laughs> Mark Twain the vampire. <laughs> Rutger Hauer, this fucking poofy hair and mustache. Poofy hair and his mustache. Oh, but he's got a nice smoking jacket though. Oh yeah. Like that's that's some fun smoking jacket. Um. He's, like, laying into Paul Rubens about how, like, he let the Slayer get away. Like, how could you do that? Like, to the point where he, like, shoves his foot on his chest. He Riker stands on yes, his chest. he Riker stands on his chest. And it, it, it's... 
I, w- I wanted to know, like, did they have to, like... So, Paul, Rutger is going to shove his foot on your chest, <laughs> and you're going to have a conversation, and he, then he's going to lean into it. No, I think he just, so, like, did, did that. It. I think he just um, did that. And then, you know, he grabs a kitten. But the, I was like, oh, kitty, and he's like, okay, time for a snack. Yeah, and I'm like, like I'm no! Going <laughs> and Paul, Paul Rubens just like, looks at him and goes... Yeah. And hisses at him. I'm like, oh, geez. Um, we're, you know, now we go back to high school and they're talking about how their friend, they found their friend's body and the yellow leather jacket was on the body. And they were like, oh, you never got that back from her? Oh, so tragic. It's like, come on, seriously? But, yeah, that's... But that's how it is. Like, the whole, one of the big things in this whole movie is that... The Valley Girls it's Beverly are, Hills. Yeah, the Valley Girls are just oblivious to what the fuck is actually going on. Um, so as they're walking down the hallway, one of the goons, one of the basketball goons, grabs Buffy's ass. Tim Robbins looking yeah, guy. Yeah, the Tim Robbins looking guy grabs Buffy's ass, and she fucking flips him over. Like, grabs his arm, flips him over her, her shoulder, onto his back, and slams him on the floor. Um, and he's, like, petrified of her. Now, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I he, he literally he slaps her ass and says, "I got to get some, got got to get me some or something like yeah, that." Yeah, something like that. And then that. she he she throws him up against the lockers and he goes, "It's okay, I don't need some right now." <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the boyfriend doesn't really do anything about it. Yeah, right. Because I think he's kind of scared of her, too. Right, yeah. And then he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I can fucking take care of myself, yeah. asshole. Get away from me. And her, his friend, and he goes to his friend, he's like, dude, keep your hands off what's mine. I would have, like, if I was Buffy, I would have, if I heard him say that, I would have turned around and, like, ain't, smacked him in the face. Ain't yours no more. Yeah, I'd have been like, fuck you. Um, but she is still a teenager. Prom is still in the works, and he is still her boyfriend. True. So, we have to take all that into account. That's how these things go. Yeah. So, she goes back to Merrick's house, and she's... Is this his house, though? It's like a band. It's It's got okay, chairs so... stacked up and velvet ropes that are just, like, <coughs> off to the side. So, the answer is it's where he's living. It's where he lives. But I think it's a it's ballroom. house. Like, I yeah, think it's right. a ballroom yeah. that could have been rented out at some point. You know, something like that. It's one of those, like, event... Nobody knows that I'm here. ...event locations yeah. or something like that. Um, but she basically tells him, look, I need to be a teenager. Prom is coming. I am going to prom. You know, I'm not dealing with this right now. I need to go be a teenager. So, cut to the gym. And we have our... It's, it's game time. It, it, we, ha- we have our favorite basketball coach. The coach get, draws up the play. And then... Um, and it's yeah, an Illuminati symbol. Yeah, it's like Illuminati plus male and female symbols equals win with the infinity, infinity symbol. symbol on it. And it's like, oh, okay. And... It's a weird pick and roll, but all yeah, right. it's like, okay. And then Gruler comes in. And yes. we realize that he's a vampire. And he sits down and he goes... Go team, go! Raw. <laughs> and he was the only vampire in this and movie this, that I this ever is... noticed the ears on until this rewatch. I just never paid attention to their ears for some reason. Um, but I and I always thought it was because like his ear got bitten or something like that. I never noticed it was like a deformity. A def- well, yeah, it has like kind of like ridges to yeah. it. Yeah, but stuff. like, but like, um, Paul Rubens' ear in the flashback. 
looks like it's got like mushrooms growing off the bottom of it it's like oh. this weird it's def- it's like a deformed ear oh, all right and then uh, other vampires well, as you go through i'm not the a movie, vampire i don't know, I know what but, like other vampires go like. through uh, other vampires as you go through we also have weird ears mm-hmm. so like in this movie it's an ear thing in the tv show it's a face thing you know all right one of those things so now we've got you know donald sutherland sits down to who i assume yes. is willow yes no that's not willow <laughs> so this is the cheer this cheer is the cheer from the 90s before we had bring it on and burr it's cold in here we had how funky is your chicken okay and you could tell who your friends were if you walked up to somebody and said how funky is your chicken and if they returned with how loose is your goose you guys were going to be friends for fucking ever uh-huh. and still to this day i can put out on facebook how funky is your chicken? And there will be a slew of girls that will just like all people that were all like that watch this movie in the nineties. All my friends, they were literally just like like they'll just like just like I can put out birds cold in here, and I'll get a whole bunch of people that'll respond to it. If I put up funky is your chicken, whole bunch of people will respond to it. This cheer for the longest time, just. I, I I still every once in a while it just pops out of my head for no reason and I'm just how funky is your chicken how funky is your chicken right. how loose is your goose our goose is totally loose so come on all you hot fans so come on all you hot fans and shake your caboose and shake your caboose like I still know it and it's not because it's sitting in front of me on the screen we paused the movie just... <laughs> I just know it uh, Greg and I have one too so when we have him on i'll be sure to share that oh god but um so now it's game time yeah and i just i love how the coach sends uh sends what's his name (laughs) in and and proceeds to start like folding his jacket because they all wear letterman jackets even though it's basketball and uh so he starts folding it like he just took it out of the dryer yeah and, and it's it kills me and it's on to it's on to the game and um he's uh, he's really teen wolfing it up out yeah there. i'm telling you like they literally are he's like just i'm gonna i'm gonna dunk this and he literally like floats oh yeah no he does the down. whole it's all it's all wire work it's great yeah and, and but I just love how I love how the referee then goes to the coach and he's like, Yeah, he can't he can't do that. He can't it's like, what? There's nothing in the rules that says that you can't dribble the basketball and dunk it. Yeah. It, was he upset that he floated? I'm guessing is so. Is that it? I'm guessing so. I don't the, I don't think they know the, how to do it. The coach is like, Yep, works. I'll get him out. I'll yeah. get him out. Yep, uh, yep, 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 I'll get him out. And then But then let's see. <clears throat> Who's this? Who's number ten I, on I the do red team? Number 10 is, is that Oscar winner Ben, ben Affleck? Affleck. <laughs> is Batman in this movie? I do believe Batman is in this movie. But she pulls out the leg sweep again because he's not really paying attention to how to play basketball anymore. Mm-hmm. And um She's like, oh, he's a vampire. I guess I better go and fuck his shit up. So, <laughs> I love when he runs out and, like, the dude is on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he just, all he does is run up to him and go, ah! And then, <laughs> like, at the dude is at the payphone. Yeah. He, he does nothing else. He just, like, throws his hands up and goes, ah! And runs, and runs away. Um, so, part of the reason that she goes after him, it's, it's twofold. One, it's because um, he's a vampire, but two, because 
and, and she yells this to Merrick as she's running out, he knows who Buffy is. So her concern is, is that he's going to be, he's going to tell the vampires that she's the slayer, which right. is also a big thing in the TV show that the slayer has to be kept under wraps. Uh huh. So <clears throat> as they're running away, um, they run past a biker bar and one of the bikers turns and says, Hey babe, you want to get some real power between your legs? So she kicks his ass and steals his motorcycle, which is what you're supposed to do when somebody says that to you. Now the, and, um, <laughs> now the guy though. That's what I was just looking up. I couldn't remember who he was. Um, oh, JT Cole. And this is supposedly the only thing he's ever been in. Not Twin Peaks? I, that's what I said. I thought that that's who that was. Is, I, I He came up, he's got that same, you know, slicked back hair, but it's also a stupid curly ponytail. Yeah. And I'm just like, new shoes, man. New shoes. <laughs> I was so convinced it was him, but then, like, since that's all we see of him in this, I'm like, oh, I can't be him. No, and, it, and you know. and I, cause this, But I this movie's already chock full of real people. Random hidden people. <laughs> so weird. Um, so... You know, not Buffy, because you can clearly tell that that's not her riding the motorcycle. <laughs> the costume's the same, but the hair ain't. Um, goes off um, riding after Grueler and... On this uh, on this Harley. On this nice Harley. And um, walks past, and drives past Luke Perry, who's getting a... Like a dirt bike. A dirt bike fixed so that he can... T- and so he hops on that and takes after her. Um, and... Buffy follows Gruller into, like, a rose parade float graveyard. Right. And they, um... Boneyard. Yeah, and it's all these different vampires that, um, are gonna try to kill her. And she, like, kicks his ass and then kicks him towards the kill. Like, kicks him back and then Pike stakes him. And then the vampires start, like, chasing, chasing Luke Perry. And I, I feel bad for Luke Perry because all you want him to do is win. Because at this point, you really like his character. And you just want him to get yeah, the he's girl just a win. Nice, he's just a nice, lovable kid. Yeah, and he's getting his ass kicked left and right by vampires because his girlfriend can't help him. <laughs> so Buffy rounds a corner with Pike in tow behind her. And there's this giant Pegasus float that has ro- white roses on it and all these you know red lights on it. And Rutger Hauer comes down off of it and mesmerizes Buffy and Buffy like walks in and Pike starts being like, dude, Buff, come on. And this is the start of Paul Rubens's monologuing through the rest of this movie that I swear, it's the most amazing, some of the most amazing shit comes out of his mouth. And it's like... Like, he says to Pike in this, will you still be wagging that tongue as I'm biting it off? I'm like, that's such a great line. Come on. This is kind of where I, I was just like, okay, now now we've got the... It's the showdown now. I get it. And like, but it, yeah, well, we still have the prom to go with. Yeah. But I started to get like, okay, wait a minute. What's the deal here? Because like, why is... Like, what is his... I was like, what is Rutger Hauer's pre-occupation with her? 
Because she's the Slayer and he has killed all the other Slayers, so his... Because, like, I started thinking, like, wait a minute, like, is he, like, is he, like, supposed to be in love with her? Um... Or something? Like, is it one of those things? Kind of. In, in the, in the like TV the show... Goblin King? All of the vampires are obsessed with... All of the, the, the very strong vampires, um, are obsessed with killing the, the Slayer. Uh-huh. Um, the mythology behind the Slayer, though, is is that once a Slayer dies, a new Slayer is activated, which is how we get Buffy and Faith in the same season at one point, and they're both activated Slayers. Um, to me, the Rutger Hauer thing in like his raison d'etre, if you want to use a very fancy fucking Whoa. phrase, um, his meaning to his life is he has to kill the Slayer. So once he figures out who the Slayer is, like as we've seen in the flashbacks. Both of the other flashbacks are the same girl, and then in the second flashback, he kills her. Mm-hmm. So, to me, like the meaning of his life, the, his reason for living, is literally just to find and kill all of the slayers. Okay. And to me, it's like a big dick thing. Like, my, big dick, my dick is bigger than yours, because I can kill you, but I have to mesmerize you in order to do it. I can't just outright do it. All right. So... To me, that's that's where it is. I, I think it's less that he's in love with her. Um, if you really want to go that route, it's the creepy older guy really likes the oh, 18-year-old. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or the 16-year-old. That could, that could, be, that so, could be it. Too. Could be a little molesty, but... So we have the unfortunate scene of Rutger Hauer. Uh, Donald Sutherland comes up next to Rutger Hauer in order to unmesmerize Buffy. And yeah, is that what was going on? Yes. So I didn't know she was being mesmerized either. Yes, that's why she was staring at him and not responding to Pike. Yes, still close up on his eyes or something, so um, I know what's going on. And he, um, Rutger Hauer proceeds to... Um, but he stakes, he stakes Sutherland. Yeah, he stakes Sutherland with the wooden stake the thing Kandarian from... The Kandarian dagger. stake from earlier. Um, and Buffy has this very, you know heartwarming scene with Merrick and just kind of... Yoda, you can't die. You can't, yeah, a very Yoda can't die thing. But, I also just, I just realized that that um, he's constantly, like, wiping blood away from his mouth, with or, like, wiping the spittle away from his mouth. So he was basically auditioning for President no, Snow. No, that's it. I, I did make a note. It's like, he's just President Snow in a hat. Yeah, he's just you know? President Snow in a hat. Um, it's because, like, as horrible a person as he was, I was still, like, I don't know. I still kind of like him. Yeah. And I think it's just because I love Donald Sutherland so much. Hmm. But it's just also like in a, like, yeah, I know I've done bad things, but I take care of this place now. Yeah. You know, that, you see what I'm getting at? Yes. Um, so Pike and Buffy go back to their respective places and change clothes. Um, and then they end up. The buff cave. The buff cave. And then they end up back at um, Merrick's ballroom. And, you know, Buffy's crying her eyes out because she's lost her watcher. Um, <clears throat> and then we cut to Hillary Swank in, you know, Adelia's catalog commercial. <laughs> 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 with the da- so 90s with the daisies and shit. Oh my god. Daisies all over um, her top. Yeah, and it's it's long funny sleeves but wearing shorts. Yes, long sleeves but wearing shorts, and then um, it's funny because Buffy 
in the beginning, Buffy was in all these colors. And yeah. then after she makes her um, transition into the Slayer, she's in very muted tones. Right, yeah, because now she's, like, wearing flannels. Yep. And stuff, so... But she yeah. tells them that, like... She tells them she... No, she doesn't tell them she broke up with her boyfriend. No, right? no, no, no. She comes in, they're decorating for prom, and she comes in and they're basically like, um, where have you been? And she's like, there's a lot of things going on in my life that you guys don't know about. And they're like, um, this is our senior year, and this is our last dance before we graduate well, as seniors. except for this one, and this e- one, and this except one. Except for the semi-formal. Oh, yeah, and the full formal. Oh, yeah, and they mention, like, eight other dances. Yeah. And the theme for this dance is, like, save the world. Hug the world. Hug the world, yeah. And at one point, one of them is like, don't tread on me. Yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. You kind of have to, it's right? It's like, you can't tread on the earth. Yeah, you have to tread on the earth. You, you have skitter. to walk. Um, I have to go for a skitter on yeah. my Mr. Show fan. So the uh, three girls get pissy at Buffy, all because Hillary Swank, you know, needs to change her tampon. And Hillary Swank kind of takes over as the Oh, yeah, she, ta- she takes over as the head of the, of the head of the Heathers at that point. Which you can tell what she was doing because she bought the jacket. Exactly. She was, trying to, she was trying to get that red scrunchie. She used the jacket as the red scrunchie. She, um, they all leave, and Buffy is kind of just kinda in the middle of the middle of the gym and she decides that she's going to this dance this is what's going to happen she's going to go to this dance so we see her walking outside the mall but i love that like she's walking with pike and he's just like he's like sitting on his on his bike but he's like Like walking walking the bike bike along yep it's like it's not running or anything nope he might as well be on a razor scooter yeah he's just like walking the bike along and she's sitting, and she tells him the same thing. I'm going to the prom. Well, she tells him, I'm going to go to this prom. You know, I'm going to the dance. And, and he's like, you're going to a dance? She goes, yes, I'm going to a dance. To dance with my friends. Um, so she kind of reverts back to her buffiness for a little bit. Um, and then he just kind of gets all pissy and speeds off on his motorcycle, which I believe is actually the motorcycle she stole. No, yeah, I was going to... He had the dirt bike. He's... And now uh, he's on an actual, the, like, motorcycle. She's got, like, the Harley or whatever yeah. it is. Or Indian, um, whatever. And then we have David Arquette. David Arquette pops out of a photo booth that was behind them. And I do like the sight gag that we get of the the strip of pictures comes yes, out. And, and there's And they're blank. Yep. And they're blank. So you can't take a photo of a, of a vampire? Not in this world. All right. Because, I mean, you know, mirrors, obviously. Yeah. But cameras? Uh, cameras uh, revolve around mirrors. Mr. Camera Guy. Well, not necessarily. Back then, think about non-digital only it's, film. No, but they work on the same principle. You see, the light goes directly into the um, onto the film. I thought there was a mirror involved in there. Where the, the mirror, light gets, the mirror, the mirror, so the, that you can see through the. Um, but I thought the light went in, and then the mirror reversed the image. No, the mirror will. Sh- um, the mirror reflects it through a like a prism so that you can see through the uh through the viewfinder so you can see what the lens actually sees and then when you go to take the picture the the mirror moves out of the way and when that happens the shutter opens and the light goes and hits the film did everybody get that do you now know how cameras work you know tell your kids (laughs) this is an episode of ologies all of a sudden just saying (laughs) Um, you asked. I know. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then maybe it has something to do with the fact that vampires have no souls and 
that too. Cameras can't take Ah, uh, yes, the um, camera steals your soul. That's for sure. Soul situation. I know um, all about that. So we cut back to um, the Pleasure Palace, and Paul Rubens is hiding his bad arm behind the couch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Rucker Hauer is lounging with his violin. His electric violin. His electric violin. It's clear. Is that I thing really made out of it. resin? Is that how yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Pike is whittling, um, stakes out of anything he possibly can find. Like a, a snowbrush. <laughs> He's like, I yeah. live in, I live in Beverly Hills. Why do I need a snowbrush? Yeah. And Buffy is going, is, is going and looking for prom dresses and she picks up a pink. Like an hour before the prom? Like an hour before the prom. She picks up a pink, uh, picks out a pink fluffy dress that reminds me of Kaylee's dress from Firefly. <laughs> ah, true. It's a cute little pink dress. Um. But we see Luke Perry cleaning himself up, and is it, why is he shaving? Gives What's himself he doing? a shave. What's he doing? And he actually combs his hair. This whole movie... Well, that's the thing. He looks like he's had a hair piece on because of the way his, his hair right, is combed. Right, yeah. Because um, he doesn't have it all slicked back. But yeah. when we see him show up here at the prom, yeah. it's all slicked back all, all of a sudden. He, all of a sudden, he's Dylan. No, it's slicked back and slightly poofed in the front, so yeah. it's, it's definitely bouffant. So he's, he's, um, he's, uh, he's rocking the Dylan look, yeah. finally. So, Buffy shows up at the prom in this white gossamer... Holy shit. ...polka dot tool dress thing. Um, and her, her tits are so freaking like, bundled into that thing, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um... So she she finds her two fr- two of her friends and asks where her boyfriend is and her boyfriend is like oh I'm here with the other friend I'm here with the hanger on because you haven't been around lately and um yeah so I didn't think you were coming with me so he then says well I left you a message and she goes you left me a message you broke up with my machine which is today that's like you know you texted me you, you text, broke up with me over text text message do we people even do that anymore or do they just ghost oh no that's it ghosting yeah. is ghosting it is just like that's just what you do um so all of the girls are in these really cute prom dresses except hillary swank hillary swank is in this purple mother of the bride dress that i just don't i don't know it just it struck me as odd because of the type of girls that they are. They're so fashion forward and so fashion heavy, like reliant, mm-hmm. that she just picked this really weird dress. <laughs> so yeah, so Luke Perry with his slicked back Bufanti Dylan haircut. He even got rid of his soul patch. Yep. So uh, he really is just he's yeah. Dylan now. He shows up literally with the same Dylan haircut with the leather jacket and everything and shows up at the prom. The leather jacket looks like it's out of Dune. Yeah. It's like the way that it's cut looks like a still suit. Yeah. And he steals a flower and gives her a flower and like and he's like, Oh hey, I showed up for you. I'm here for you. Can I be your boyfriend now? Yeah, right. Um Can we stop beating around the bush? Yeah, and I love the fact that when they're in that shot, it's such a close up of the prop behind them. Yeah. The set piece behind them, and you can clearly see that it's painted corrugated cardboard. Talking talking in front of this cardboard backdrop. (laughs) It's like you can clearly see the like the ridges on it. It's really funny. It's that stereotypical um, high school dance in the in the in the gymnasium. Yeah. 
And everybody's, um, you know, people are, people see them making out everybody's and are dancing. Like, they start, they start sucking face. Sucking face and everybody's like. Ugh. And then vampires start busting through the windows. Yeah. But like I said, they're not coming in. They're just reaching no. in and making noise and grabbing at people. But they're yeah. not coming in because them and is then the rules. Here's here's our friend Derek. Holy shit! <laughs> in in the exact same outfit that she was throwing steaks at earlier. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You don't necessarily notice anybody having the Star Trek teeth prosthetic issue in this movie until this scene, and it's the, unfortunately the Asian guy. <laughs> he has the worst lisp and it just it's all due to the teeth it's just one of those like after this you notice it you don't notice yeah. it before this after this all of a sudden you notice it so good the thing van- happened at the end yeah the vampires are all standing in the in the gym doors and um buffy's like fuck what am i gonna do and then pike pulls this leather bag off of the table and it's filled with all of his tools of you know his weapons all the stakes yeah and then he throw he gives her she takes a bunch of them throws them into her purse which good on you thought about that in her white uh you know her fabulous white doc martens that she's wearing and i believe <laughs> she um goes outside and starts kicking ass but one at a time one at a time but he throws her his leather jacket like, yeah. here's some protection for you, but, um, that leather jacket probably weighs 800 pounds. Yeah, no, it so looks pretty heavy. It's gonna be protection, but she's not gonna be able to do anything yeah. she needs to do because she's in this, like, 900-pound leather jacket. Yeah. And as she's running out of the prom, she runs into her boyfriend and her, the hanger-on friend. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. Because, like, again, in, I'm just, like, yeah. completely missing the these things. Yeah. And Pike is trying to get everybody to, like block up the windows and everything and trying to save trying to help everybody you know get out and stay alive and meanwhile buffy is you know getting chased by <clears throat> paul rubens again the, and then, the vampires get in they're dancing they're and yeah they're they're, they're dancing and you know heading into to, the into the basement. the basement she's in the school yeah, and she like heads into the boiler room in the in the in the school and uh She's running and she hits a whole bunch of locked doors and Paul Herbert just goes, or she could try what's <laughs> oh, behind door number door three. Number three. <laughs> That's great. Um, this part with um, Paul Rubens is actually my favorite part of the whole movie with him. Oh, well, uh, most oh my definitely. God. He's a, it's amazing. Um, David Arquette jumps into the gym and is talking to Luke Perry about, you know, these people are sheep. How could you do this? How could you be with them? How could you be friends with them? You know, and uh, is trying to get him to uh, basically, you know, join us, join the vampires. And Luke Perry grabs his flask and throws it at his face, and it's holy water in the flask. And yeah, David like, Arquette oh, is just like the... writhing around on the ground, and he just goes, "Why are you gonna be like that?" <laughs> he made the holy water switch. Yeah, I'm like, so when did he stop at the church to fill up his yeah, flask? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Rubens. At this point, we're in the fight between Paul Rubens and Buffy, looking like. Dave Grohl. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Buffy, do you ever just have that not-so-fresh <laughs> dude, dude, come on. But then that like, joke is never funny. Oh, my God. Just, it, to me, it is. To me, it is, it is funny. Because um, I always thought those commercials were ridiculous. But it's just like, well, like, there's no reason to say it. It's just like, hey, let's let's use that joke. Yeah. Because it's 1992. And we have to do, and we're talking about cramps. Mm. Um, <laughs> 
So this is true. Um, he picks something up off the off of like a a desk or something, and he starts swinging it at her. And he's like, "Vampires, we're amazing. We're the best. We can do anything." And she pins him to the wall, and she picks up a stake, and she goes, "Oh yeah, clap." Because <laughs> he's been running around half the movie with, with one, one arm. arm. <laughs> so it's like this movie has some some really good humor, and then it has some really like cheap ass humor slight cornball stuff but it really a lot of it has to do with you've got some people who can deliver the jokes really well and i mean just you've got peewee herman man like the guy is just he embodies comedy um just yeah i mean this was his this was the beginning of his comeback and he had a real resurgence yeah didn't he like do a bunch of like murphy brown episodes after this i think so yeah and stuff and like he kind of and now it's he's one of those actors that he's better when it's in a role that is entirely not himself so like Pee Wee Herman is completely not Paul Rubens. Like yeah, this character, like I said earlier, I didn't know it was Paul Rubens until right. I like really took a look at it and figure and then figured it out. Um, so if it wasn't him, it would be like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, and so it was like it was just he. I have always thought that he's a very funny guy. Yeah, and regardless of you know getting arrested for you know jerking off in a theater, what did they expect? I. I what do you say? Oh my God! It's people with their pants off in here, and it's an adult movie theater. <laughs> oh my God! And it's like there are people nowadays who've gotten arrested for so much worse, and they're yeah. out in a, they're out in three seconds, and you know I'm like whatever. Well, um, well, now we have computers. Now we have computers. So. We can do that. In, we have Pornhub. We can do that in the safety of our own <laughs> home. So, um, <laughs> um, anywho, Rutger Hauer is uh shredding on the violin Mm -hmm. and he's got a metronome with him yep so his you know practice makes perfect but yeah it's definitely it's an electric violin because it's got the uh the volume and tone Mm -hmm. controls but this is where buffy uses the distraction to stab paul rubens it's she uses the distraction to stab paul rubens but rutger Hauer's character uses it uses him as bait for her yeah obviously yeah so or a sacrifice basically so because there's a there's a quick little shot of rutger hauer looking at paul rubens and paul rubens face just drops when he realizes that he's gonna let the slayer kill me he's not gonna save me um but he has what is the best now my my favorite in cinematic history history. ever (laughs) (laughs) just just rocking back and forth and like like, like kicking the wall like so slightly like she's, ah, she's, ah, <laughs> oh, excuse me she stabs him with a ruler a wooden ruler yeah like a pointy ruler yeah and he slides down the wall out of frame and then it cuts back to rutger hauer and he starts saying something and when it switches pov back to buffy so we can see buffy in frame Paul Rubens just, just pops back up into frame, and he's ah, just like, ah, ooh, ah, ee, ah, ooh, and then he starts kicking the wall, and he's like, ah, 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 and he falls over dead. Oh my god, it's so funny. So anyway, we get, um, we go back up, yeah, what's, what's going on here? 
So it's cutting back and forth at between the gym. At this point, I was just like, do I, I don't know how much I care. Anymore. So it cuts back and forth between what's going on in the gym and yeah. there's music playing in the gym. And he's mesmerized her and he's holding her um, so that he can bite her and kill her. Yeah. And when Merrick was dying, he said to her, Buffy, remember, um, when the music stops, the rest is, and then he died. So in this, these two, these scenes where they're cutting back and forth to the gym, uh, Luke Perry is still fighting with uh, David Arquette, and he picks him up and puts and smashes him into the breaker, the electric breaker, which causes the DJ's equipment to go off. Which Buffy, when that happens, the music stops, and Buffy realizes when the music stops, the rest is silence, and that breaks the. Um, breaks the mesmer the, the the mesmerism breaks the you know whatever she's under yeah. and she has at that point she walks away from she literally she doesn't like run away she literally like leans up leans forward and like walks away from Rutger Hour back up so back upstairs Stephen Root is just giving out detention slips to detention like, detention to detention detention <laughs> uh, like vampires who are dead. And, yeah, Buffy comes back in. And... We have our little, uh, we kind of begin our final showdown, hmm. finally. Everybody kind of clears out when Rutger Hauer shows up with a samurai sword. And he he was in some movie where he was a blind guy with a samurai sword. What? I feel like this might have been, like, a Red Letter Media special of some sort. I can't remember. We keep remember. mentioning things that are better than us. We need to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was in this movie called Blind Fury, where he's, like, a blind guy who trains to be a samurai. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, I don't know, I think it's kind of done half as a comedy. It's weird. I don't know. So, <clears throat> Rutger Hauer comes up to the gym. Now he's got Donald Trump hair. Yeah, because he, his hair got flamed, uh, flamethrowered. So, he's fighting her and she's got the California state flag and she's trying to stake him with it and he's trying to, you know, fight her off with the samurai sword. And then out of, you know, the back of the gym, Luke Perry comes running and vaults on top of Rutger Hauer's back to try to stake him. And then uh, Buffy's just yeah. kind of sitting there and then she figures deals with out... Him too. Yeah, but then she kind of figures out, like, what she's gonna do. And she stabs him with a chair. Which is really cool. Like the chair gets busted, and she goes to yeah. He like sl- he like slashes at the chair. She swings it at him, and she's like, "Oh, now I have a convenient stake in my hand." Yeah, and she roundhouse kicks it into his chest, and he falls on he falls onto the ground, and he his death is so like, nah. I I like, do love that he then covers his face with his cape. Yeah, like he like falls <laughs> on the ground, and he's just like, like I'm uh, dead, uh, and then he covers his face with the cape. And now everybody's kind of scared of Buffy, and she's kind of, like, walking right, around yeah. <clears throat> to try to find Pike. And Luke Perry initially gets turned over, and his eyes are open, and he doesn't move. So you're like, oh, fuck, he's dead. Oh, no, he's and then, dead. He, then he starts moving. And you're like, okay, okay, he's alive. Yeah, you get a good shot of her, uh, uh, of heaving, her shoes. Heaving cleavage. Also her and shoes. <laughs> but, like, the, the shoes is what I was actually yeah. going to point out. But, yeah, they go and they, uh, <clears throat> then they ride off... Uh, into the uh, into the early morning light. Yeah, in in on, like uh, homeless his, row I on his bike. <laughs> like, they're on his bike, but they're they're in like 
like a back alley that's literally like homeless row. Yeah, right. Like this is this this is a place an alley they would have shot an episode of Criminal Minds in. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, how did they get from the gym to here? Like, he's devolving. Like, where is that? Um, and then uh, Candy Clark as Buffy's mom. And which still, I'm gonna have to like do a little bit more research on her to find out what the hell that's all about. But yeah, it because when I look at her on IMDb, she's not in anything that's major. And it's not like this is the last thing that she did. This is definitely something that she went on to do many, many things after this. So I was never quite sure what was going on. Um, so like in the all of a sudden in the credits. A TV clicks on in the background, and it's Liz Smith. That Liz Smith. Doing, that Liz like, Smith. On, like, on the uh, on the scene reporting. Yeah, talking to everybody. Stephen Root and everybody else who was who was there, and th- and this part is really funny. But I just remember, like, I remember popping up, and I went, "Is that Liz Smith?" Every time. Like I was Every like, time, "What? Like, that is Liz Smith." Um, the famous gossip, <clears throat> gossip columnist. Columnist Liz Smith. Um, but at one point, Buffy's ex-boyfriend and her friend are on the scene talking and they're trying to explain what's going on and she like breaks down and just goes i can't believe i let you do that to me i want to see what he did like what did she do like i want to like that's that's the buffy the vampire layer muffy the vampire layer and then one last time we get a little bit more of paul rubens dying dying again it's it's like in it's like an airplane at the very end of the credits (laughs) like i'm gonna give him five more minutes Sorry, I had to there's yell. nothing yeah i i did check to see if there's anything else post credits but there's not no there's not that was it and you know we've got a shot of hillary swank in the tv the newsreel and she, <laughs> I, did, she, I did like she'd that. gotten knocked unconscious at one point so she's like i'd like to thank all of america and i will do my very best to be your miss america she's really she's really funny in this movie She's kind of bitchy, but she's funny in this movie at the same time. Yeah, no, I think she's got, she's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, she does. She's I mean, good. look at half of the movies she's done. Yeah, so, so that's that. That's that. Overall, did you like it? I mean, there's a lot of it that I did like. Yeah. But I was not, you know, I, I was not like, oh, boy, am I, you know, what a, what a hidden gem. You yeah. Know, it, it was just like <laughs> this, you know, I know that this is kind of like a, a cult movie. Yeah. Uh, at this point, and, it, and a lot of that does go with the whole like, well, you gotta watch it like fifteen times, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta catch all that stuff yeah. that you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I was enjoying watching, going, wow, Ben Affleck just mm-hmm. popped up for two seconds, for two seconds, I, and 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 literally until this time watching it with you, yeah, I had never seen that before really yeah wow you were saying something and i looked at the tv screen i was like is that fucking ben affleck no i i was like i'm just sitting there and i'm like wait ben and he's not in the credits no he's on the imdb page though i'm sure yeah it it doesn't say uncredited so i'm wondering if we just if he's in one of the other weird credits that we just didn't see or something i don't think Um, i looked he was like he's not in the stunts or anything just um, random basketball yeah. player. But I mean, you know, it, it, I can see, I can kind of see why it would have been adapted into a TV show. Mm. It's just, and you know, I don't know much about the show. I just always assumed that it had more of like a, a darker tone to it. it. Um, it didn't, it didn't. Um, the later seasons definitely had a really dark tone to it. The yeah. first few seasons, 
Um, basically, once Buffy went to college, that's when the darkness kind of came Buffy in. Buffy goes to college. Yeah, and I think that was season four. It, the first three seasons were her in high school, and that's when it was it was a little bit more lighthearted. Um, once she left high school, that's kind of, like I said, when she went to college, that's kind of where the darkness set in. Um, and that's also kind of where, for me, the show kind of went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't... The, the main group of Scoobies were all still together, and the main group, like, all of that was still there, but there wasn't the terror of the entire school population. Yeah, I think the TV show definitely has a really good mix of, in the beginning, it has a really good mix of what this movie has, and then as it goes on, and it, it gets a little bit more, yeah. you know, a little bit more adult, a little bit more dark, and then you start adding in weird characters that, you know, like Dawn... You know, it's like things just start, start weird, weird characters start showing up and it kind of takes a weird turn at one point. But I mean, I never, I didn't really expect you to love this movie. I, I, but I was afraid you were going to absolutely outright hate it. So, no, because there's, there's enough to, there's definitely enough to enjoy yeah. in it. Just, you know, for, like I said, you know, Paul Rubens is great in it. I'll watch Donald Sutherland do anything. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed, like, just this obvious, like, yeah, we got Rutger for two days. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like, you know, it's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't, I didn't, but yeah, I didn't hate it. It was just, yeah, by by the end of it, I was like, okay, come on, let's wrap it up. It, like, that's how I felt, because I yeah. was like, I feel like this movie has three endings. Like, it really does have three endings, it. and I can see where you would get, like, that, me knowing what the, how the end of the movie is right. but I look forward to getting to that, yeah. and I look forward to all of the shenanigans that happen yeah. but, throughout the course of the end yeah. of the movie. There's that, and it's just also like I can just see that whole like, well, you see, I've got this whole thing in my head, yeah. like how Joss Whedon was probably like, well, all in my head, it all works out this way. Yeah, it's like you know, um, the Donnie Darko guy, and just you know, oh, I thanks for yeah, I hate that movie too, and I hated it even more. When I found out that he's like, well, this is how it all works in the DVD commentary, where that's how he explains the movie. I'm like, dude, that goes in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> not on the director's yeah. commentary. I shouldn't have to read, uh, listen to the commentary if you yeah. explain what the fuck you're, is or going buy in your movie. Or buy a bunch of comic books or yeah. some shit. Like, it goes in the movie. Yeah. And oh. I don't mean that in a, like, Marvel Universe comic book way. I mean, like, Southland Tales. <laughs> like yeah. you need to read these five comic books that lead up to the movie to understand everything that's going on. Yeah. It's like, hey, you can keep it. <laughs> so. so yeah, this was my my uh, tribute to poor Luke Perry. Yeah, unfortunately, very yeah, that's you know, sad. Like so, I, yeah, so sad and like so I, sudden. Yeah, like I said, and they had just like the day before said hey we got everybody signed to like do a reboot or like have them all on like yeah. the new show or were, whatever yeah, they were gonna they were gonna do a 90210 like reunion show yeah. or something like that and i was um, sitting there and i was like oh that's kind of neat you know and then and then that happened and that was yeah. it was i was like well that that sucks um and i mean he was only 52 so yeah i just i don't know i always thought he was a good actor and i always thought that he should have been been in better movies, but a caliber yeah, movies. No, that's the thing. It's um, always like, yeah, he's on nine hundred two one zero. Remember? And I, and I think, 
I think he kind of got typecast into the oh, yeah. in, into that teen style of um, acting, and that like um... absolutely. That's like James Vanderbeek. <laughs> same thing. James Vander James Vanderbeek is like net. He's starting to get like more jobs yeah. again, and people are like, "Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, well, like, he's wicked funny." Yeah. And it's just you know, it's like he was Dawson, and he was. You know, I don't want your laugh. You know, and, and it's just that's another one we're gonna watch. Oh, and that's I'm all anybody. Um, that's all anybody really yeah. remembered him for. And when it's like, no, actually, he's pretty great. Yeah. So, and you know, he he was in. Uh, I believe it was Jeremiah or Jericho. It was a TV show that he was in that that lasted Luke a Perry? few seasons. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Was he? Hang on. I remember people really liking that show. That came out like right around the same time as Lost and had that same following. Yeah, and it it didn't last as long. No, and it didn't. People it, were pissed that it got canceled. Yeah, and I remember I had just started getting into it when um, it got canceled, and I, I was kind of kind of pissed about it. Oh my god, why is this not like right at the top of his list of things that he did? And then maybe um, he wasn't in it. Uh, Jeremiah was the one I was thinking oh, of. Oh, all right. And, you know, post-apocalyptic. Also. All, you know. Yeah, okay. So, but I mean, that was also another cast. That was him and Malcolm Jamal Warner were the two Yo! leads in that cast. Um, so, and I, I did watch a few episodes of that. I never, it never oh, hooked me. that, yes, that's so, right. Now I remember, um... Because people were saying they were like, "Yeah, it's Dylan and Theo Huxtable to get yeah, and like together, yeah. a, that's that's enough to get people to watch it." Yeah, and I mean, it it never hooked me. Yeah, but I, I'll you know, I it's got to be on, it's got to be on something somewhere. Yeah, um, I'll try to go see if I can see if it'll, because there were a few episodes that I did watch that I really really liked, yeah. and I was, I just never went back to it. Um, but you know, he was in a whole bunch of movies and. You know, he directed some things, and so I mean, it's, yeah. it's, he well, he he had a he had a decent career, yeah, and it just uh, just sucks because he he, I'm sure that he had plenty more to do. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, his um, he was actually on Riverdale for yeah four seasons, I think. Oh man. Um, so. That's just even more reason for me to go watch Riverdale now this, because that stinks. I I railed against that show for a very long time and now I've been seeing like one or two one-off episodes here and there and I'm like crap I kind of really like it. So that's just one more reason for me to go see it. His last role that he has listed on IMDb is called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Look around oh, at various other that's things. That's the that's Quentin's next movie. I think so, yeah. That's the the Sharon Tate movie, yeah. 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 Yeah, the Sharon Parker Robbie is Sharon Tate and Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. Yep, and Brad Pitt. Holy shit. Oh, everybody. Dakota Fan Mother Everybody of God. is in this movie. Tim Timothy Oliphant? Everybody's in it. Holy it's shit. In it's insane. Holy shit. Yeah. So anyway, our neighbors are yelling outside right now at um eleven thirty at oh, yeah. night. I don't I know got what the my hell cans they're on. I can't hear. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're yelling about. Yeah. Um so but, I guess that's our sign to uh, Yeah. So that's that. We'll have to figure out what our next uh, what our next up is. What our next episode what our is next gonna, be. gonna be. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> um but yeah, so I can't even remember what the thing is anymore, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, I believe it's at the watchpile. It's uh yeah, at the watchpile on Twitter. Um now that we're now that we're back to putting out episodes, I'll be 
active on there again. Uh, so go ahead and follow us, um, tweet at us. Uh, I don't know suggestions for movies, even though you know we, we may have seen the movies that you're talking about, yeah. but you might rattle something loose in my brain of like, oh yeah, that might be a good one for an yeah, episode. Tell us it, stories, so. you know. Tell yeah. What what is your significant other never seen that you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and if there's stuff you wanna, any suggestions, other suggestions about the show, like what do you like, what do you not like? Do you not want us to ramble on for two and a half hours anymore? Yeah, Let us gee, know. Yeah, gee whiz. Longer, <laughs> we're, we're, we got to stop making episodes that are longer than the movies. I know, right? So. It's a 90-minute movie and it's a five-hour freaking episode. Well, um, you're, you're good at doing the editing. Lori <laughs> I'll, does I'll the try editing to cut it down on, a little so, bit. Yeah. Um, we are the Watch Pile Podcast on Facebook. Um, are we on Facebook? Ah, we are on the face of books. I didn't know that. Yes, and now that there is, you know, Facebook is actually working again, I might actually be able to post things on it. I went to go post something yesterday, and Steve kept saying that he was having problems on Facebook, and I was like, I haven't had any problems all day, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then I realized the post for Watchpile that we were going to be recording today never posted. So I was like, oh, well, there we go. So yeah, you can come hang out with us on the Twitters, you can come hang out with us on the Facebooks. And tell us if we should start Patreon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> if you think you want to throw a couple bucks our way every month uh, to keep, you know, the lights on at, at the watch pile, just let, let us know and we'll we'll uh, look into all of the different uh, options that is going on over at Patreon because I know they've changed a lot of their rules, so may or may not be worth it. But, you know, I just, who knows? I just last night signed up for a $2 thing for somebody because I'm like, oh, go. I've been a fan of yours for 15 years I and I've I, never yeah. given you money. And now you need money and you're on Patreon, so I'll submit like two bucks yeah. to you. All right, enough rambling about all that. I yeah. guess we will... Well, uh, hopefully we'll be back again soon. Yeah, we will see you. And hopefully not when someone else dies. Yeah, let's not wait for more people to die to do yeah. episodes. That, that should be another podcast we should do is every time somebody dies we talk about that person. Yeah. <laughs> so, alrighty. Thanks, guys. We will uh, talk to you next time. Say goodbye, honey. Say goodbye, honey. Bye. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. You're gonna wish you died. Ugh.